Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Well, 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 we've made it to another celebration. This great nation of ours, 242 years today, this 4th of July, 2018. Welcome to it, Scott Sloan Show, Sterling in 4th. Uh, July to celebrate it with you. Lots going on. A little bit later, we'll talk on the, an update on the terror attack that thankfully was uh, uh, thwarted uh, with the tri-state connection and an attempt to do some stuff at the parade uh, up in Cleveland. Uh, later, also some issues of uh, grilling out with a heat index going to be in excess of something. And then it's like the basically uh, in the winter time when it's cold, they say like the wind chill. Well, now we have the heat index, so maybe like ninety, ninety-five, but it'll feel like a hundred. 100 or so. Uh, so we'll talk on safety issues and hydration and pets and fireworks. There'll be a lot of fireworks today all over the tri-state. Uh, updates on that. And uh, speaking of stuff, because people, it seems like every year they forget. And, and there, there are good times with fireworks. I still have a scar or two as a youth from fireworks from a uh, basically a trunk of a car from my cousin's buddy who happened to know somebody who knew somebody that we got illegal fireworks from back in the day. And today you can get fireworks that does, uh, I don't understand the, the, the whole deal with it. Because you got to sign something still, as I understand it, that you have to leave. You can't blow up some of the stuff here in Ohio, but Indiana it may be okay. Kentucky, West Virginia, other places it gets weird. And someone who sees up close and personal, what happens when people aren't careful, when they're not safe with these uh, bits and pieces of pyrotechnics and celebrations and so forth? Uh, up close and for personal from the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. I think this is the second time, maybe the third time we've talked. Dr. Dustin Calhoun, welcome to 700 WLW with Sterling. How are you doing? Great, great. Thank you very much for having me again. I appreciate you guys, as always, covering some really good uh, safety topics for your audience. Well, the fireworks are fun. Uh, it's exciting. As a kid, you live for them. Uh, and as an adult, they're still fun. People throw down a whole lot of money and have big-time displays. Some of the stuff in residential situations rivals, really, uh, small-town stuff at this point in time. But injuries are serious, and you guys get to see them. Uh, up close and personal, digits lost, eyes taken out. What's like the worst thing you've seen from fireworks? Oh, well, and those two that you mentioned are probably the most devastating. I mean, anything with your face or your eyes is detrimental, um, obviously cosmetically, but just functionally. I mean, you lose an eye, that's significant impairment. And, and that's a real thing. We've already seen, um, we've already seen injuries from fireworks this year from people doing fireworks early. Do you play with the fireworks? I mean, do you, do you get yourself like to? I do not. Um, I do not. I did it as a kid, um, and since then I live in the city now, so it's a little bit harder. Um, I sort of abide by my uh, my best safety rule for fireworks. If I want to see fireworks, I go watch some professional blow things up. No, uh, no, no sparklers, none of those weird things you light on fire that make a, a black mark on the concrete like a snake or something like that. I mean, you leave it completely to the professionals? or is it because I, you... I, I do personally, but some of that's where I live and some of that's just, uh, uh, just the fear of the injuries that I see. 
See, I, I live in perpetual fear uh, that the sky will fall. That the like a dog is fearful of the firework. I I understand the power of the firework, but I I still like them. I still enjoy them. Bottle rocket fights. Uh, I mean, uh, these are good times. Uh, Doctor Dustin Calhoun uh, from the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine talking emergency medicine issues and fireworks and so forth. So when you I guess start counseling people on this, I mean, people look at you and they go, "Hey, Doc Calhoun, uh, you're really like not very excited." Do they not want to hang out with you because of the fireworks, because you're so concerned, because you see this up close and personal? Or do they go, wow, we appreciate the information. Maybe we should just leave it to the pros. I think it depends on the person. I think it's like a lot of the safety advice we give. You know, seat belts, helmets, uh, motorcycles are dangerous, drinking in moderation, stay hydrated, all that good stuff. Like right now, um, Scott Sloan has the day off. He's wearing a helmet, as I understand it right now. I, I used to be the bubble boy, but I get out of the house occasionally to come out and make sense of things and talk to people like you. I, I, I mean, you know, I think about Reds baseball, Great American Ballpark tonight, another big-time fireworks show. A night game on the 4th of July is unusual, uh, so that's exciting. That's a way to avoid the personal threat and danger and still hopefully exactly. have a good time with another Reds win. Uh, what are you doing right now in preparation a lot of saline solution a lot of salves a lot of ointments uh what, well, what do you do when you get yourself burnt if you don't want to go to the er and it's not that bad so typically you know if it's, if it's purely a, a simple burn something that's not blistering something that's not covering a large portion of your body something that doesn't involve your face or groin or something like that Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you, you, you really quickly glossed over groin injury. Yes, how, how, how do people end up with a groin injury with fireworks? I mean, they're, they're, well, I'm going to leave that to your imagination, but I'm sure you can picture. No, I don't. I'm not that. I'm, I don't have that much imagination. I don't. I think keep it away from your eyes. Keep it away from your head. Your hands. Keep it away from the kids. Uh, it's certainly there are, there your junk. People, there are people that choose to use fireworks in varying amounts of clothing, um, and you can burn pretty much anything. <laughs> wow, I, I'm still trying to process that. So somebody, like, you've seen someone who, what, did, like, blew up some fireworks naked or something? I'm, I'm not sure about naked, but you can, I mean, you fireworks can set clothing on fire. So if you have fairly thin clothing, particularly if you're wearing, like, running shorts or, you know, something made out of a synthetic fabric, that stuff will melt. Um, and if it gets heated up enough, it melts, and if whatever's under it when it melts can get pretty significantly injured. So stay away from the polyester leisure suits on this 4th of yes. July. Probably yes. a start. Yes. Yeah, th- those are bad. Uh, should yes. I wear goggles and gloves? Because you never see anybody in the neighborhood wearing goggles and gloves. The Razis are professionals. They have smocks. They have, they, they, you know, they have all the, the helmets, everything they need when they get the stuff going booms and stuff when you think Western, Southern, WEB, and fireworks at the end of the summer. But we're just getting started. Right. And certainly, I, mean, I don't know the formal recommendations for home firework use. There may be some. Um, goggles and gloves are things that we recommend to people when they're doing other things that produce significant sparks, you know, drilling metals, those sorts of things. And we see people in the emergency with eye injuries from that all the time. So it would not be unreasonable um, because those are the big things we see. Um, but if you do have those basic burns, you know, things like I mentioned that don't have big surface area coverage, no blisters, those kind of things, not involving those scary areas. I'm certainly treating it like any other burn, running it underwater, cooling it off, using an antibacterial ointment on it, keeping a close eye on it. Um, those, those are certainly the, the basic treatments for that. Okay. When you get into other stuff, though, if you're talking about eyes, faces, hands, that really needs somebody else to take a look at it.
So it's like a, you got to make that decision, urgent care or the ER. Because usually I, I try to stay away from hospitals because that's where the sickness is, that's where the disease is, that's where the death is. But sometimes you have a mishap, you need to get in there and get yourself patched up. How do you do that triage and make that decision, urgent care, ER, or I'm just going to ride it out at the house? That is, that is tough, and it's tough without seeing it. Um, typically, the write it out of the house should be pretty minor stuff like we listed earlier and talked about. Right. Um, urgent care versus hospital emergency department is difficult, and, I, and what you said is exactly a reasonable thought process. Um, typically, stuff that involves the face or the hands um, should probably be seen in the emergency department where you're more likely to be able to be seen by a specialist who's comfortable with eyes and that sort of thing. Definitely, if it involves your eyes, um, no question, if it involves a significant amount of your hands, if you're seeing blistering on the hands, that should bring you to, to an emergency department uh, where we have some of the equipment um, to possibly be able to take small pieces of metal out of the eye, that kind of thing. Yeah, you don't want the, the metal in the eye. You're frowning right. on that, uh, generally speaking. All right, final thing here. This is real basic, but the heat index is very hot. And every year people go, hey, we need fans. I don't know where all the fans go every year as we collect fans to give to those in need who don't have the <laughs> air conditioning or shade. And I don't mean to make light of it. It's serious. The aged, the, <clears> you know, the, the, you know, the sickly, uh, and so on. You don't want to get overheated. So hydration is important, whether you're going out, you're going to a grilling, uh, a barbecue kind of scenario, uh, you're going to a parade or whatever else. What else is top of mind here as we start thinking about these temperatures, the high humidity, and, and really the dog days in the tri-state? It's mostly common sense stuff. Um, you know, there's an, a major difference in temperature between out in the sun versus in the shade. Um, move to an area with shade, wear appropriate amounts of clothing. Um, I know it sounds silly, but an umbrella, bring your own shade with you. Um, there's not a cloud in the sky, but an umbrella can keep you much cooler. Um, moist fans, so having a little spray bottle to spray into the fan as it sprays, it blows back on you, can cool you off tremendously. They use those at large events. Um, if you look at the waiting lines in Las Vegas and places like that, they have those big misters. Um, those are things that can help a lot. And then, like you said, staying hydrated has multiple benefits. Um, some of the major, major uh, heat injuries that we see, particularly in the elderly, not so much in the younger people out running a marathon or something like that are related to dehydration. So keeping that at bay is certainly a major part of this prevention. Always good to talk to you. Get some insight, survival, safety, quality of life from the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine uh, Emergency Department, Dr. Dustin Calhoun. Anything I've missed, uh, anything else at all whatsoever? And can people find out more about you and what you do there? Because it's important stuff. Absolutely. No, the, uh, I think you've covered it wonderfully. Um, university's website, uh, University of Cincinnati and UC Health's website, um, has lots of information about this sort of thing and how to get in touch with us if you have any questions. There you go. Take care of yourself. Have a happy 4th of July. And whatever you do, stay away from the sparklers. The, the poppers are bad, too, and whatever else. I'm concerned. Now, see, I, I want it now. It's weird. I, I need an umbrella. I, apparently, I need gloves and moisturizer. I need a water bottle. I need a fan. It seems very <laughs> problematic, and then people are going to stare at me more than already. I, I should probably just not leave the house. Or just go to the professional fireworks. Th that's it. Maybe just check out Reds and White Sox uh, tonight at Great American Ballpark and listen to them here on the big one. I think we've got a plan. Yep. All right. Take care of yourself, Dr. Calhoun. Talk to you again soon. Uh, 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 t I want to know, have you had yourself some fun with the fireworks? Have you had yourself some mishaps? How do you deal with it when it comes to your pets and your children? How do you explain that the sky is not falling? Have you tried to thunder shirt? Are you really going to do like Dr. Calhoun says? And Jimmy's like, yeah, slip in Jimmy. He's thinking, can I get an umbrella? Can I go outside? Can I do this? 
there's a lot of stress. A lot, and then you got to have to worry about the sun and the SPF and, and everything. It's very challenging to, to be uh, out. It's better than not being here, I, I suppose. For Sloaney Sterling, your chance to get interactive coming back. Happy birthday, America. 242 years free, liberty, independence, a beacon of light and hope around planet Earth. Hanging out with Sterling. I'm glad you're here. 700 WLW. 700 WLW Sterling for Scott Sloan this 4th of July. 242 years. This United States of America. Living large. That's a good thing. 749-7800. The big one in pounds. 700 AT&T. Get you in for nothing. Uh, you can also follow along at Sterling Radio. So is, uh, we're here. We've already been in the season of the fireworks and so forth. It seems like uh, people have been uh, blowing up stuff in the last maybe week or so more than before leading up to it. Then you get the next couple of days, certainly. As a kid, it was one of those I always liked. It's sort of like uh, I would throw a... Uh, um, snowballs in the freezer. I still have uh, actually two snowballs from last uh, winter, and then I will save them, and then I'll bring them out. Usually one on the 4th of July, then later, and I don't have to throw them at a tree or a wall or something for no good reason at all whatsoever. And I also would often stash like bottle rockets or other fireworks from the uh, 4th of July time, and, and then I would bring those out in the winter and freak people out at around uh, New Year's. Uh, so I'm just wondering, uh, do you have some fireworks? Are you setting them off? Do you do a big display of your own? Do, do you just uh, go out to the ballpark and check them out or maybe the different parades around, wondering what you're doing this 4th of July? And since we talked to Doc Calhoun from UC, I want to know if you've hurt yourself or had somebody else uh, when it comes to that. I mean, uh, McConnell's always talked, Mike has, uh, about the bottle rockets wars uh, and using boxes and so forth for his shield or whatever else. I remember talking to him about that years ago. And uh, my buddies and I as kids growing up used to do the same thing, and it was before they were legal. And they're sort of illegal now, the fireworks, but they're still sort of illegal. And I, I don't understand the rules. They make you sign something that effectively makes you lie. How many people really leave in the state in a couple of days to blow up the fireworks? Anyone? Anyone really? Seriously? 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. And how you doing? You're with Sterling in for Sloney this 4th of July. Happy Independence Hello. Day. Hello. We're doing well. <laughs> Last night we had the Thundershirt night, and tonight's going to be worse. Now, it's worked pretty good, right? I used an, uh, an ace bandage Thanks. or whatever on my dog, and it actually did yeah. a good job. But he, he yeah. is a wreck. That, that, yeah, ours are wrecked too, and tonight we might have to do the thunder shirts with meds, and I just hate doing that because they look so pitiful. You put them on the doggy downers, and you know that they're still freaked out. They're just, like, paralyzed yeah. and can't do anything, and they look right. at you like, I can't move, but you realize it's the sad. world is it's, over. It's so sad. I walked the dogs this morning for a mile and a half. Just hopefully that'll get them through the, the rest of the day. Man, now, do you mess with the fireworks, or do you keep them away? Do you turn the TV up real loud? or the, We you turn know? the TV up and stuff like that. We don't go out. We we get to stay home. There you go. I mean, I like Marty yeah. and the Cowboy on last night in that back and forth of Reds uh, and White Sox game. And the dog seemed pretty cool for a while. He went outside, and he's like, oh, the sky's mm-hmm. falling, and that, that was the end. Yeah. And you can't explain it to him. It's terrible. That's right. And it's sad because you can't tell anybody not to do them because, you know, you don't want their fun to go because of your dog. That's exactly right. It's a tough situation. And I appreciate the call. I hope you have a great fourth. What are your plans? You're going out? You're going to check out a party? You're hanging out at the house? No, what? we're painting in the living room. You're painting the little. Is that your plan or, or, or is it your husband? What do you got going on? 
both of us. I just went to pick out some samples, and we're going to compare. And then we're redoing our kitchen, so we decided to paint our living room as well. Exciting. Yeah, see, that always adds on. I, I know that list. I am familiar. And it's one of the, do you like the whole wall or an accent wall? And is the husband into it, or are you, like, making him do, like, you're like, hey, we're going to do no, this. He's and he's into like, it. Okay. He's into it. Now, is mm-hmm. he just act role? Because a lot of times we'll just be like, yeah, that's great. We'll, we'll do that. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm married to an engineer. All right. I don't know so what don't that means. I don't know if you know anything about that or not. No, I don't understand what that means. I know detail-oriented, oh. project-oriented, yes. right? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. That much I understand. And he probably understands when you happy wife, happy life. I'm slow on that, but I'm working well, on it. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it doesn't do any good for me to take over because I don't do it right. Uh. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Oh, well, I don't want to get into that. Now we got into an ugly area. No, that's okay. We, we know it. Right, everybody has their parts and pieces. We've been married 31 years. We're good. I, man, I, don't even, I haven't even liked myself for that long. That, that's impressive, man. I, I, I hope it continues. You. That's tremendous. So take care of yourself. Have a great 4th of July. 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. I want to know what you're doing this 4th, and, and what kind of fun have you had with the fireworks? Uh, do, do you go to the place? Do you sign the waiver thing or whatever it is to say that you're leaving? Does that policy mean anything to you? Uh, do you set them off, the kids? How, how does that work? And, and have you ever had yourself a serious injury on it? I mean, my buddies and I, we used to take what used to be like the M80s. We'd put them in a milk jug or a milk carton, throw it in there with some rocks. I mean, they're really dumb, dumb, dangerous things, but it was such a good time. And, and now I realize, obviously, with some age on me, a little bit of experience, I've seen a guy or two who's lost an eye, messed up a digit, you know, a crusty hand. You kind of go, oh, that's a bad, bad choice. I mean, we used to take those uh, little army men, like the paratroopers, that would have the, the plastic um, parachute, and, and we'd use a rubber band and tie some fireworks to them and throw them up. It was brutal, and you'd see them like, lose pieces and parts of themselves. It was fun, though, as a kid. Mount Washington, Rob, it's your turn with Sterling. What's going on? Hey, Sterling, I just want to, one time, like a idiot when I was younger, had these things that they they spin, you know, when you throw them in the air, they spin. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to hold it just long enough, you know, till it started spinning. And needless to say, it starts spinning in my hand. Mm. It burnt. You know, I looked down, man, it's like instant blisters. That's not good. And my sister-in-law had an aloe plant and pinched off a piece of the aloe, and I rubbed it all over. I think four of my fingers were blistered up pretty good because I had to play ball the next day. And I got up the next morning, and they were they were kind of orange but hard as a rock, and I played ball like I mean, uh, the aloe plant is amazing. Yeah, it's it's a miracle, the aloe. It, yeah, it is. It, I mean, it just, I, I was amazed. It turned kind of orangish, but uh, it was hard as a rock, no pain, or and never, ever hurt. There you go, Rob. I appreciate the call. And by the way, that segment with uh, Rob, not brought to you by the aloe manufacturers uh, or, or growers uh, of the United States or wherever the hell it goes from uh, in, in general terms. But, yeah, it does some good stuff. You got your salves, you got your ointments, and those type of things to go on some burns and abrasions contusions, bruises, and those type of things. I mean, it's one of those deals. Do you let the kids play with the sparklers? I mean, that was the big thing as a kid. I always wanted, like my older cousins always had the good fireworks. 
And, and when I was really little, I'd be a little scared, but I wanted to, like, you know, put your toe in the water. You want to blow up some stuff, too. There's just something about it. I don't know if it's just a guy thing, if it's just an American thing, although uh, I, I, when I was in Mexico vacationing in the past, they, they like the fireworks and party and have a good time. Uh, but our Independence Day is a part of it, too. Uh, so I'm just wondering, you know, do you let them do that, or the little poppers uh, and those little snake things, or do you leave that exclusively for the grown-up stuff and let the kids sort of watch it? it it's uh, one of those things you sort of have to do. And I was talking to a neighbor of mine uh, the other day, and he's like, man, have you heard about these drone fireworks? I'm like, yeah, I, I've seen some displays. I know they do some stuff in Vegas on it where I spend some time. And he's like, do you think they'll ever all go to, like, the drone fireworks or some of those other displays where it's digital rather than actual pyrotechnics? And I'm like, you know, I, I, uh, I can't imagine that we, the United States, can, can imagine doing that. Maybe bits of that, but entirely without stuff going boom and so forth, I – I don't know if that's possible. Dick, do you, do you think we could possibly do that for the 4th of July, go to a thing where it's just completely without the pyrotechnics, without the gunpowder, uh, that it is only drones and technology rather than old school blowing up stuff? Well, you know, Sterling, I never was, uh, you know, over by where, where I live. They have Delco Park. I was never really, you know, fireworks weren't, weren't part of my, you know, I never did like the stuff. You know what I mean? Did it scare you? I, I, you were afraid of it? or, or you, it was? Yeah, you, I was just so scared of it. I'd hear it, you know, at the house and everything. Sure. But I wanted to tell you something I think really patriotic. We've got a gig at the Clifton Opera House July 7th. And uh-huh. ha- happy force to all, all the people. Three. Sterling hanging out for Scott Sloan this 4th of July. Glad you're here, too, on the Nation Station, 700 WLW. Beautiful day in the Tri-State. Hot. If you like the heat, this is prime time. And it's a 242nd birthday of this great nation of ours, these United States of America. Happy birthday, America. It's 4th of July. Glad you're here. I'm wondering, one, what you're doing this 4th of July to celebrate. Two, if you're working like me, using the term loosely, calling this work, but you know, I had to be here, so that, that, that is work. And Slippin' Jimmy's here uh, when a lot of other people like Sloney taking the day off, uh, which is fine. Uh, and obviously the, the heat and the humidity, they're talking heat index values up to something around like 105, 110. That, that's hot, by the way, no matter how you look at it. Uh, so I'm just wondering, are, are you, do you go out? Uh, are you making sure you're taking lots of extra water? If you go out and you check out some parades or whatever else, maybe going to Kings Island, Coney Island, that's uh, uh, at Sterling Radio. Laura, uh, yeah, Lel Sybin just uh, tweeted me, at Sterling Radio. You can pick up the phone, get it at the finger, too, 749-7000, the big one. That's 800-843-2441, and pound 700 on AT&T. Uh, you know, all the usual things you have to sort of consider. And, and to a certain extent, this is sort of common sense, but not always. I'll give you the perfect example. Uh, there's an older woman who lives down the way. She uh, needed some help mowing the lawn. I, she was talking to me while I was walking the dog, who, by the way, thinks that the end of the world is near with the fireworks. Uh, but I uh, got to effectively the knockoff version of the Thunder shirt after using the Ace bandage. And the dog uh, tied up tight like a hot dog casing. Uh, seemed to, to be at least a little bit more calm and collected dealing with fireworks last night uh, with some people celebrating, having a good time. Because you can't talk to the pets uh, and sort of explain that everything's going to be all right. So they think it's like crazy and insane and out of control. Uh, you you got to stay hydrated if you're going out. Uh, you you got to wear loose clothes. I, I told the neighbor I'd, I'd mow her lawn the other day, but I only had a small window of time. And, and it's been, if you hadn't noticed, kind of hot. 
Uh, and today is not going to be any different. I'm talking about 95. So I told her, I was like, man, I'll, I'll do the lawn. And I had a, this little window. I'm like, okay, I, I got to do it now or it's going to be like 12 feet tall. Uh, and no kids come around anymore to like knock on the door and ask about doing the lawn. So I figured, yeah, I'd take care of it for her. So I, I'm trying to stay hydrated. I, I didn't even realize how big the woman's backyard was. So I, I, I'm uh, doing it, and I'm like, man, you know. She's like, hey, how much money? I was like, I don't want any money. Uh, and she's, well, I got to pay it. I'm like, and all I can, I just want to get home. I'm stumbling. I got to push the mower back. It's hot. The dog wants to go out. Uh, and uh, I'm like, uh, five bucks. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, five dollars, which means I'm stupid, I guess. Because she was like, yeah, here. She gave me an extra buck, made it six bucks. I'm like, I really don't want any of your money. It's okay. And, uh, you know, that that's sort of what I realized is hydration's important. I, I had a hat. I had loose-fitting clothing. And, and don't be like me. I, I could have worn, like, some loose-fitting pants, and normally I would, but I had shorts on. In the back of her yard, I and I, I got too close to some of this brush. It's a, a landscape pretty nicely or whatever else. And, and uh, now I got, like, these bites and everything. Like, what do you call them, like, chiggers or whatever the hell it is? So then, like, I'm itchy and scratchy, hot and sweaty, and then I got the, the overheated, slightly dehydrated, even though I've had, like, a gallon of fluid uh, scenario trying to put stuff on. I, I think I've recovered. So my point is this. If you don't have to mow, don't. It'll wait. It'll be there. The grass may grow. Maybe we'll get some big rain. Maybe it'll grow a little bit, and, and maybe get somebody else to do it, call a service or whatever else. you got to be brighter than that. But I told her I'd take care of it, so I did. Uh, 513-749-7000, 800, the big one, pound, 700, t Are you going outside? What are you doing out there uh, in this heat in your plan as we celebrate this 4th of July? Uh, you got to, uh, whatever it is, pace yourself. And if you're grilling, I mean, that's the other thing that goes into it. And we'll get to some of the stuff as far as, you know, how, how do you deal with that uh, when it comes to the heat? I mean, because if it's sort of like dealing with an oven, and if it's already super uh, ridiculously hot, that it becomes challenging. And then the obvious, again, is, is I am sort of not being the prophet of doom, but more of the master of the obvious, but it becomes a situation where I, I feel like it has to be said, is that uh, don't leave the kids unattended in the car without it running, without the air conditioning on, and you don't want the kids to be stolen wherever you are, even if you run in, uh, you know, in a situation to grab something from, uh, you know, the UDF or, or the Speedway or whatever it is, as you're going here, there, or somewhere else in the tri-state or someplace else, if you're listening to the iHeartRadio app. Uh, it seems pretty basic. Uh, kids and pets, the aged, the infirm in cars, you, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to them so they don't end up, uh, you know, ending up in the emergency room or worse, making a headline and going to jail because you haven't done what you needed to do to take care of those you're supposed to take care of. Hey, Marsha, you're with Sterling in for Sloaning, 700 WLW. What's shaking? Sterling, it's great to hear you on the radio. I used to listen to you after John Corby died at, um, I guess it's six ten. Sure, sure. And then I, I know they made a change, so I'm glad to KWLW and hear you. Well, it's good to hear you too, and I'm glad to, you're listening. So, uh, how are you dealing with this heat? Well, I'm doing what everybody else is doing: either staying in the air conditioning or going in the pool. Yeah, the pool's always good. That, that's always nice, you know, and you can sort of rotate yourself, stay lotioned up so you don't get the melanoma. You, you get crispy on one side, you dive in the pool, you get a little cooled off, and then go out and flip over, right? 
that is right. I'm a very lucky lady because I have both air conditioning and I've got a pool in the backyard. So it works for everybody. That's that's a good deal. Well, I hope you have a great 4th of July, Marsha. I appreciate your reaching Happy out. Happy 4th, Sterling. It's Take good care. to hear you. Good to be heard by you, Marsha. Thank you. Appreciate that. Glad you're here. Uh, Slip and Jimmy, of course, uh, producing the show. You can uh, get him at Slip and Jimmy 700 on Twitter. Sterling Radio on Twitter as well. Put the at symbol in front of that for me if you want to get interactive that way. Uh, a little bit later, th- this story in Thailand about these uh, kids, these soccer players, like, you know, 12-year-old kids or whatever they are, and, and uh, their soccer coach, it-, it is an amazing, inconceivable, wonderful story. And what I mean by that, not the fact that they're trapped, that it's wonderful, but the fact that they're alive, the fact that they expect to be able to get them out of there, uh, pending uh, greater issues with the uh, rain and flooding and going up into that cave system. But th- later on, I want to get into this and, and sort of get some insight in an update. Uh, we'll talk to Tom Rivers. And I just realized the irony of Tom Rivers talking about water in caves with these kids in Thailand. But it is unbelievable I mean, they're expecting maybe weeks, maybe longer to be able to get them out of there. They got themselves some telecommunications, phone lines, some video down there. They've got uh, seal divers or whatever else. I mean, it, it's a crazy scenario. So at 11.06, we'll talk to Tom Rivers in Thailand uh, with an update on, on what's going on there. And I, I'm embarrassed to say it, and we'll get into this a little bit more. But I, after... That many days before there was any positive news, the expectation that I had was like, man, this is not going to go well. I, I, I'm sad, but I expected to to hear that it was, oh, they found them, if at all, that it was going to be bad. And it turned around the other way. So at 11.06, we'll get an update on what's going on there. I mean, I and I had this conversation. I felt bad. It's even a little bit embarrassing to admit it, but I had kind of. Did you expect them to get out of there? I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm the only one in that scenario. Something else to get into as well. After the, the seesaw battle where the Reds uh, were ahead, then uh, gave up a lead, then came back and got a lead again, then gave it up in extra innings last night. Reds and White Sox getting it on. Marty and the Cowboy with the call later on tonight with fireworks after for the 4th of July. Usually it's a day game. Great American Ballpark going to be happening. Uh, you know, we start thinking about this. In Cleveland, we'll talk on this a bit later as well, uh, they're taking down this huge LeBron banner that's been up there for a while and obviously brought him a championship, got to the finals a couple, what, four years or something like that in a row, which is crazy, insane, and wonderful for the people up there. I don't know how many people here think and care that much about the NBA. I, I kind of like it. Different game than, say, watching UC or NKU or Xavier or Wright State or Dayton or whatever else, obviously. But... They're concerned with LeBron going to the Lakers that this is going to be a serious economic hit to the Cleveland area because he is or had been more or less the Cavaliers. It was an event. People from all over the place would go to Cleveland to check out LeBron, to play anybody because it's LeBron. And I start thinking, who in Cincinnati sports – do we have, if anybody, who fits that particular mold where if somebody left, you'd go, well, man, what now? And you think maybe Joey Votto, maybe some people would think the, you know, Andy Dalton, I don't know, a, you know, AJ Green, maybe. Uh, who, who, I don't know who, who you think or whatever else, but we'll get into that because there's that concern. And then also there's the winning thing. 
because when and who will win here? I mean, the Reds have been fun lately, but the expectation of its course, deal-making, trades uh, and so forth coming, all-star break coming, and still a chance for people to vote for like Scooter Jeanette or Joey Votto. You, you pick them, although Votto is obviously struggling a bit. Billy Hamilton's playing uh, well at the moment. And, yeah, what's up with that? Billy Hamilton starts to hit, which changes everything for the Reds, and, and Joey is in search of. Uh, at this point, like Leonard Nimoy trying to put it together. Lots to do. When we come back on the other side, your 945, uh, uh, we'll take a break, come back, and try to make sense of things on this 4th of July. We'll talk uh, a little bit uh, about all of this issue and, and maintaining safety and security and uh, all the stuff that goes along with that. And Slip and Jimmy will help because he knows how to stay safe. And I just try to make sense of things. And for Sloaning at Sterling, glad you're here. 242 years of independence and freedom here for these United States. Appreciate those, uh, the service and the sacrifice made to keep us that way and our interest all over planet Earth. Uh, It's a good thing to be able to do what you want, whether it's play with fireworks or hang out at the house or go to the pool uh, and have a barbecue or or do absolutely nothing. Go to the That's the beauty of America. Nobody has to tell you to do anything. You can do whatever you want. You want to work, work. Want to stay home, stay home. Want to cook up some stuff? Cook up some stuff. Want to go to the Burger King? Go to the Burger King. I'm hungry now that I think about it. Happy birthday, America. It's Sterling, 700 WLW. Why do we celebrate July 4th? Because it created a nation that guaranteed our freedoms, like the freedom to shoehorn your somewhat rotund body into undersized swimming shorts and parade around a community pool. That's the freedom to flash your flag. Soak it in, ladies. Happy Independence Day from 700 WLW. Fourth of July, expect heat in the tri-state. It's not Alaska, right? Sterling in for Sloney, 700 WLW. Sunshine today, heat advisory, basically afternoon till 8 tonight, a high in 95. A heat index about 106 or so, 75. Tonight, some clouds. Tomorrow, more sunshine, 92. Chance of pop-up showers, storms, etc. Uh, heat index again in excess of 100, and then it'll cool off Friday. Uh, look about 83 or so. Morning showers, storms, afternoon high there. And Saturday, all of 80. So uh, heat. And, uh, this has been weird uh, weather overall. I mean, it got hot, then it got cool again. It was wet again and, and whatever else that goes along with it. Uh, it's just wild. And this 4th of July, you start thinking about safety. Uh, and we'll talk on that when it comes to this terror plot that uh, – Thankfully, they, they put uh, the kibosh on, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that tri-state ties into Cincinnati, northern Kentucky, and uh, the plan was apparently to go after this parade in, in Cleveland. Uh, a lot of stuff going on here in the tri-state, whether it's all park, always good times, with tons of food and fireworks and music at all park, or Riverbend, of course, with the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra, fireworks going on, and I mean, you name it, uh, there's all kinds of stuff from Liberty Township, got the parade this morning. Uh, 10 o'clock, Lakota East High School, they're going to be uh, doing stuff. Uh, and, and tons of things all over the place. So you got to stay hydrated. Uh, and then and then I hadn't thought about this. Let me, Jimmy, give me this. It says apparently there are some people who maybe have some uh, health conditions and you're not supposed to necessarily have so much water, uh, depending on fluids. So you need to make sure that you know exactly where you stand on that because most of the time it's like push fluids, fluids, drink water, drink fl- water. Uh, don't drink too much alcohol. It, it, may, it might be a little early for that, depending, although – Fourth of July, maybe, you know, you lay out by the pool, kick back, uh, whatever it is, and have a cold one or two. This is the time certainly to do it. Uh, sunscreen so you don't end up getting blistered and, and crazy. If you, you're a ginger, like, say, Rocky or, or something like that with some redhead going on, you 
uh, you got to make sure that you don't end up uh, getting yourself fried or, or everything else. I mentioned the kids in the car. Uh, don't leave the kids in the car. And, and I, I get people text and they'll email me. They say, Sterling, I go, what? They go, why do you always have to mention kids and the elderly and the infirmed in the car? And, and the reason is, is because the kids, the elderly, the infirmed, and pets left in cars every single summer, there are stories about people who go, oh, I was taking the kid and I forgot I had him. Or I, I just went into the store for a minute, and then the next thing it came out, there was a heat stroke situation. And, and uh, you don't want that. I mean, that, that's, that's a bad kind of deal in a scenario that you don't want to have to deal with. I mean, first of all, you get sick and all this stuff that goes with it. And, and I remember as a kid playing baseball, it seemed like every 4th of July we had a baseball tournament. And if we weren't playing before or after, my buddies and I, cousins, whatever, in the neighborhood, we'd all go out and do all kinds of stuff, uh, have fun, blow up some uh, fireworks and uh, ride our bikes and, and do whatever kids do, hang out with family and cookouts. Uh, and some of the stuff, I remember they always, friends would be like, uh, like parents, like, hey, you should drink some vinegar stuff or have some pickle juice or what? Like, I love pickle juice, by the way. And they'd say, hey, take yourself a cabbage leaf and put it on your head and then put that under your ball cap. And for the longest time, I thought, right, Slim and Jimmy's looking at me like that's crazy talk. And I used to think it, for a while, I was like, it's like snipe hunting where they send you out into the in woods behind the house or wherever you live. And they give you a flashlight and a paper bag and go try to you know hunt snipe. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but you'll be looking for a long time before you catch that. You'll get something else that you don't want necessarily. Uh, but the cabbage leaf, surprisingly, apparently actually does some good. And the pickle juice somehow helps uh, maybe keep you hydrated or whatever else, which is kind of important, the salts and stuff that you sweat out. And it's different here than if traveling other places. Like, I, I, my buddies and I would regularly, in the summer, uh, before I lived there for a minute and a half, uh, for a cup of coffee, basically, uh, you go there and you run around or whatever, uh, hang out in the summertime, and there, because it's so dry, it, it's a little different in the way that you sweat, and you start getting, like, salt building up, like, around your ears or whatever else. You look like, you know, one of those good, the bad, the ugly kind of horses that are on the run, and they look horrible, and they're like, oh, so, oh we, we didn't, it didn't work out. So hydration is uh, super important and super uh, just good to be doing generally uh, overall, and, and uh, probably not necessary to wear, like, leather or whatever else, unless you're on a bike, and, and that's the other thing you got to be careful of. And I had this happen to me, it was two days ago, on 71. And, and you just got to watch out for it. And I understand the weather's perfect uh, for getting out on motorcycles. And you got to look out for them. You got to allow extra space uh, for them because there's basically nothing between them and asphalt and being stuff on the, on the pavement, which is not good. And I've lost a friend or two that way. Uh, but but when you get these guys or girls that are on these super fast bikes who decide that they want to race and do wheelies and stuff uh, on the freeway uh, and, and they zip in and around traffic or whatever, first, that's crazy. So just keep an eye on that. And, and I realize that it's fun to go out and ride the bike or whatever. It's sort of like when I was younger and driving before I was, of course, accused of being like a grandpa behind the wheel at 10 and 2 in the four-door family sedan, you know, uh, click it and ticket and a uh, 55 save lives, even though the speed limit may be 70, uh, depending on where you're driving, certainly 65, uh, and whatever else goes with that. But just keep an eye out. And, and if you're on a bike, and, and don't be weaving in and out of traffic, doing wheelies, and, and putting because you don't know what to do. I saw a woman in an SUV who was on the phone, distracted, 
and then panicked when they zipped by between her car and my car, nearly clipping the side view mirror, and then she swerved. Just out of the blue, because I, I know she was confused about it, which then caused me to have to swerve, avoiding the bike, but near, nearly clipping a truck. It, it's uh, unnerving, to say the least. Am I complaining a little bit? Yeah. Just be aware. I'm trying to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem for once, is all I'm trying to tell you, which is generally the way it needs to be, whether it's the 4th of July or anything else, any other time of year. On the other side, coming up, your 10 o'clock report. I don't know if it's Neely or if it's Wyan or if they're working together. I don't know exactly what's going on, but they're about a minute and a half away. Allison Wyan, there she is. Uh, and she's wearing, you got a, what is it, a hippo shirt? Yes, that's the other thing that a lot of people are looking to do. Go to the zoo, a Christmas shirt at that, which is her way of staying cool mentally, I suppose. Uh, not, you know, just one of those, I, I'm on that way. You know, we think Christmas, maybe keep the Christmas lights up or whatever. Uh, and go check out the hippopotamus and everything else at the zoo. Uh, you get some dipping Dots, and you can do what I always like to do, too. And this is a fun summertime. It's not even just a Fourth of July thing. And the zoo, Thane Maynard might be upset if I mention this. But I always like going uh, to the zoo, and, and you can check out, the, like, the monkeys uh, on display. And uh, it's hot, and they're always hanging out doing monkey stuff. And, and you got to keep your distance. Because they, they will fling their stuff at people. And, and uh, tourists, uh, novice, amateurs, people who are unaware get real close, and usually they have strollers and stuff or whatever. But you got to keep an eye out because when they're flinging their, their monkey stuff, uh, you don't want to get hit by it. So what I recommend is you get yourself a beverage, you stay hydrated, you get yourself some of those dipping Dots or some of the soft serve, maybe some graters. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they got that at the zoo. And, and then just from a distance, you can maybe pick a shady spot, and then you can watch people who don't know have crap flung at them by monkeys, which is an added bonus in a selling point they don't mention at the Cincinnati Zoo, which I think is a missed opportunity. If nothing else, I am a problem solver uh, and ahead of the curve. But there's no line at the damn bank for being ahead of the curve. And you get a military deal to get in free at the zoo today, too, which is nice, of course, being the 242nd birthday of this great nation of ours. And no doubt an update on all things uh, when it comes to fireworks, Independence Day, and safety, and everything else coming up in your 10 o'clock report. Ms. Wyan has that. More Sterling coming up for Sloney, home of the Reds. Look, take a week of a series uh, from those White Sox after losing tonight, last night. Long extra innings game. It was fun, but it was a horrible way to lose. So we'll look to take two or three tonight, have more fireworks at the ballpark, and you hear the game here on the big one because it's the home of the Reds with Sterling. 700 WLW, Cincinnati. All right, Sterling in. Scott Sloan Show. Enjoying a day off. It's 4th of July, 242nd birthday of the United States of America. Appreciate you being here. Fireworks all over the place. Parades happening all over this great nation of ours. Good things for those who have served. Active military veterans getting deals. Kings Island, Coney Island, uh, all over the place, which is kind of nice. The zoo, as I understand it, too, which is kind of cool. And uh, a little bit later, we're going to talk on issues with the grill and uh, more parade issues and fireworks. But this story, I want to start with this a little bit. And as far as uh, vigilance and keeping stuff, uh, you know, well, all the stuff in the news. Constantly, the thing that is always out there, and it maybe has been in the entire time uh, we have been in existence as a nation, and maybe in some ways more now than it has ever been, the dangers are upon us. 
Uh, you know, violent crime, uh, though, seems to be top of mind. If it bleeds, it leads in news stories and so forth. Uh, it really is. Those numbers overall are down statistically uh, compared to a generation ago or two generations ago, decades ago, which is kind of nice. But this stuff out of Cleveland that has ties to the tri-state, very unnerving. You got this guy uh, who was plotting and thinking that he was colluding with others who were going to be helping him do some type of bombing with this uh, parading in Cleveland. And the FBI, thankfully, with a sting operation, basically uh, got him some, uh, like a bus pass deal so he could travel uh, to check out targets and some other stuff that go along with this. this uh, I hate, I'm not even going to mention the guy's name. Uh, but he's like 48 years old. Uh, he had acted as if he uh, basically FBI people had been dealing with like he was in al-Qaeda al- uh, relationship scenario or whatever else and uh, is looking to go after stuff that matters to us uh, symbolically for uh, uh, you know 4th of July and as Americans and that's constantly a situation that has to to be dealt with and concern ourselves with so whether it's you know uh, uh, some events along the river or whether you know you're hanging out in, in big town or small town or wherever it is you got to keep an eye out and, and I I don't I'm just kind of curious and, and it, it, <laughs> You want to be vigilant, you want to pay attention, but what do you look for? Have you ever seen something where you actually picked up the phone and made a call and notified authorities that you thought somebody was actually up to no good looking to do some stuff? Whether you saw somebody in person walking around looking shady or whether you were online on on, uh, Facebook or Instagram or some other social media platform uh, maybe even on Twitter, where you can uh, check me out at Sterling Radio, uh, or even uh, Slip and Jimmy's got it. I, I, I did it there earlier. We talked about some fireworks safety with Dr. Uh, Dustin Calhoun uh, from University of Cincinnati about fireworks injuries and safety. You can check that out now. The podcast is up on that, which is kind of cool. Um, have you ever? Because I, I, I mean, I looked around. I, I've had some issues where I maybe picked up the phone and gave a call, or I was driving on the freeway and saw something. But I have never really seen anything to where you know. The detector of fear and uh, imminent threat and danger uh, was so high that I actually called local authorities or or even the FBI. So I don't know how many people have actually seen something where they felt like they needed to say something. I'm glad that the FBI is out there doing what they're doing. I'm glad that local authorities are out there. Oftentimes they work certainly in concert uh, together. Uh, and uh, you see them in uniform. Sometimes you see them on the down low and don't realize that they're out there surrounding us and making sure that, uh, you know, nothing is wrong. Uh, I mean, the thing that's unnerving and sort of uh, scary to a certain extent is that at any given time, there are freaks out there, deranged, unhinged, vulnerable, who end up, uh, you know, thinking that they need to do something horrible and bad and and they look and find people that are of like mind on social media or elsewhere sometimes they act alone and they go out and and start to do stuff and and most of us it's it's sort of i i guess and i don't know what the separation is but most of us have had at least one person where we've worked where we've gone that that guy at some point he he could just snap and you kind of go they're not doing anything right now. They may say something. They may act a little disgruntled. They may talk to themselves, maybe. I mean, these are sort of stereotypical kind of deals. They're angry a lot. Uh, they say some things that are either anti-American or anti-this person or that person. And you kind of go, man, I, 
do you befriend them so you hope if all hell breaks loose, they're going to give you a nod and go, hey, uh, tomorrow don't go to work uh, or whatever else that goes along with it. But I, I have never seen anything legitimately, though, to the point where I thought, oh, I, I got to I got to notify somebody. And that that's sort of you know, and you always look for that, right? The unattended package, whether it's at the airport where, you, you know, you see somebody leave a bag and they walk away to go get a Cinnabon or to get a drink of water or, or whatever else it is or to plug something in. Or if you're at a parade and, you know, you want to there's always stuff to look at, people to look at, stuff going on and, and whatever else. Have you ever seen, though, that, that thing where you go, oh, this is a problem? Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one, pounds 700 AT&T. You think large crowds and people and uh, celebrations, and, and then there's the symbolic thing, and there are people out there uh, of all shapes, all sizes, all different types that have issues and, and, and problems. And extremists on, on both sides of the political spectrum, if you will, are just as crazy and just as insane and just as likely to do something uh, to cause harm or to make some sort of statement, either the damaging property, if not people, which is hard to process. Because I may have been uh, angry or disgruntled or agitated or you know not very happy about certain things, but I never want to hurt anybody or anything. But there are people out there that are like that, which is uh, unnerving to say the least. Uh, I, I want to get into something else here too. This is. Uh, Sort of strange, and I had two or three people send this to me. I, in the past, have talked about saving money for the government. And this 4th of July, it kind of makes sense. In, uh, in a moment, we'll get into it a little bit more. But I'm just going to say this. In, in the year for 2017, the U.S. government, the U.S. Mint, making pennies that people throw out of cars and leave here, there, or somewhere else at any given time, like garbage, they're just left around to collect dust or whatever. Uh, $69 million. And I, mean, I know that's a lot of money to me. It may not be a lot of money to Willie. may not be a lot of money to you. But I, I'll tell you this, this 4th of July, and think about fiscal responsibility. I think we can take a pass, and maybe it's time to punt that Lincoln penny and move on to something else. $69 million, year after year of losing money on the penny, it's time. And, and I, I think if not the 4th of July to mention, if not, I say when. Am I crazy? And I, am I insane? It, it's not worth it to make the penny. We talk about you know pitching. That's a lot of meals for the hungry. That, that's some, uh, a lot of roads being made. That's a lot of uh, security in the uh, law enforcement south. $69 million. That's a lot of dough for a penny that nobody cares about. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred AT and T. Candy and Delhi. What's going on? You're with Sterling in for Sloney. What's going on this Fourth of July? Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day to you too, Sterling. Thank you. Just wanted to call in because um, you know what you're saying really resonates with me. You know, all of the citizens of this city need to take personal responsibility for their surroundings and to call in if they see something. Um, Yesterday, I was driving along Glenway Avenue on Cincinnati's west side and passed an unattended bus stop where I noticed a brand-new black backpack uh, was just leaning up against the pole, and no one was around it. So I called uh, Cincinnati Police Dispatch on their non-emergency number, and they dispatched someone immediately to the scene. 
uh, to check it out. So I kind of felt like I did my good deed for the West Side citizens yesterday. Yeah, I think you did, Candy. That's kind of unnerving. Kind of go well, if it's not near anything, what's it going to do? And you think, well, did somebody drop it? Did they get you know? Did they get kidnapped? Did they, you know, you never know. Or is it a kid who just left it? Because I used to lose stuff all the time. It would, I would have gotten a beat down if I left a new backpack with someplace. My mom would have killed me. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a, so. That was that was my thing yesterday. The police were very grateful. Did you find out if it was anything? Was it something or nothing? Do you know? Um, no, the dispatcher did not call me back. I planned on making a follow-up call today just to check it out. But, you know, they were just so grateful. Yeah. And, you know, God bless me and all that stuff. Yeah, so. that's an important thing, Candy. I'm glad you did that. That's important. I hope you enjoy the rest of your fourth, this 242nd birthday of these United States of America. It's kind of it's kind of a good thing. I mean, I, I pick up garbage and stuff walking the dog all over the place, one neighborhood or another. Another, I take the dog just about everywhere with him. thought about bringing him here, but he's a schnauzer. He wouldn't stop barking during the show, which may or may not be more compelling. I don't know. Uh, let's get to Lamont here uh, quickly. Lamont, you're with Sterling, 700 WLW. Yeah, yeah. I, I just say we, we should be more acceptant of uh, people, accepting more and mind our own business. Just like the lady that just called, I mean, she's just being a nosy buddy. She should have stopped and took the backpack and took it home. And then she wants to follow up like she wants gratitude. Like, Well, maybe you know, she that, just that, want to – wait a minute. So you're saying that by being vigilant, by seeing something and saying something, that she's a part of the problem rather than the well, solution? Well, yes, yes, yes. Vigilant or being nosy is part of the problem, and that's what causes society breakdown. People like her just – we should be more acceptance and, and, right. and notice how we actually treat people in, in group uh, atmospheres. Do you, I don't do think you those exclude are, them? Those things aren't mutually exclusive, though. You can still be vigilant and treat people, right? The whole idea is to keep people safe and sound. I mean, what – you're not legitimately you're just being a contrarian right you're not really that defective no, in your thought process i would not drive down a road and see a backpack and call a waste of police time because it was laying against a, a railing i would probably stop and take it right well i mean you know i guess I, I see it as opportunity i don't see it as a potential crime i mean it's like owning a gun 99.9 percent you'll never ever use it to protect your own life and we'll never see a terrorist uh, act. Well, yeah, obviously most of us will never have any problems in our lives like that at all whatsoever, but you still need to be aware. Like I'm not trying to scare that, people, but I mean, vigilance is important. I mean, when you got you know, ne'er to wells and freaks like the guy in Cleveland who was looking to blow stuff up and cause harm uh, well, this Fourth of is, July. How big, is, how big is Cleveland? I mean, you've got one person out of uh, what, maybe four million people up in the greater Cleveland area. So you should have just let him go to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Is that what you're saying, Lamont? Well, if he was uh, caught doing something he shouldn't have been done, then he should be uh, prosecuted. Well, well that's what the FBI did. Way. Well, the the FBI was eyeballing him, and, and clearly but he was up to no good. So, I mean, what, you're, no you're, pro- it, it's crazy I talk. No problem. I have no problem with that. I just have problems with the people that, you know, the neighbors that you like, you can't even go in your house. you got to put the beer in a bag, or if you go out and cut the grass, they're running out to cut the grass. I mean, well, there's just a lot of nosy, nosy people. Well, I don't, I don't think cutting the grass. See, you're, you're wobbling here, man. Lamont, i got to let you go. But, I mean, seriously, the neighbor mows the grass because they see you mow the grass, or maybe they go, oh, man, I don't want my yard looking shaggy. That's because they're being a good neighbor handling their business. <sighs> All right, so I guess I, I don't know. It was kind of painful and weird. Have you ever seen something? Have you said something? What, what do you know about that? What about the penny? Is it time to ditch the penny? $69 million the U.S. Mint lost last year making penny. We don't need the penny. It's unnecessary. This 4th of July, you talk about freedom and independence. Let's free ourselves from the penny that is a sinkhole of finance and fiscal irresponsibility.
or no? Sterling for Sloney, 700 WLW. Now, a 4th of July safety tip. Mishandling fireworks can blow off your fingers and thumbs, creating a lifetime of frustrating glove shopping and nose picking. Keeping you safe this red, white, and blue holiday. 700 WLW. From the Weather Center down the hall, this 4th of July, Sterling for Sloney, by the way, 700 WLW. Glad you're here. Sunshine today, heat advisory afternoon till 8 tonight, about a 95, real Fahrenheit degree. If it was Kelvin instead of Fahrenheit, this wouldn't even be a conversation because we'd be toast. Uh, however, the heat index uh, in excess of 100 degrees today, so stay hydrated to take care of yourself, whether you're in the backyard, just at the house, or out and about enjoying a parade or some other type of celebration. 75 tonight, uh, 92 for your Thursday. Uh, looks for a chance of showers and storms in the afternoon. Heat index again in excess of 100. Going to cool off Friday and into the weekend. 80s Friday, showers and storms. Sun after that. And uh, closer uh, to 80 on Saturday. Right now, it is 83 at your severe weather station. 700 WLW, Sterling and Fasloni. And the other side of your 1030 report, about uh, seven minutes away, give or take. Uh, we'll get into uh, what uh, you're doing for the grill, the burgers, the chops, the ribs, the fish, whatever it is that you do that you throw down on the barbecue, if anything, or maybe you go out to eat and what your plan is for this 4th of July. In the meantime, asking if you've seen something, if you've ever said something that goes along with that. Uh, and let me just say this here. This is a very troubling story, but I see a headline like this, and I think, do I mention it? Do I not? I- I'm going to have to mention it. This from the AP. Headline, woman, 92 is accused of fatally shooting her son who wanted to put her in an assisted living home. Anna May Blessing concealed two pistols in the pockets of her robe, it says, before confronting her son in his bedroom and firing multiple shots at him, uh, according to uh, police reports. And now she's on a half-million-dollar bond, uh, and a lawyer is looking to represent her, or they're looking for one to be appointed for her. So uh, clearly she didn't need that much assistance uh, for living, or at least uh, keeping her son alive, because she took him out, allegedly. Uh, for tra- You know, it's difficult as we get older to sort of accept our situation. I don't know if she over... I think she probably overreacted. I think somebody that would assist and help me uh, handle my business, it might be okay, but... She probably uh, clearly looked a little bit differently at that whole type of situation. Uh, you think about people who go, oh, you should mom or dad stop driving, and t- should we take the keys from them? Maybe reevaluate that conversation now, depending. He did not assess the situation well, and Mama allegedly took it very seriously when it came to, obviously, this, uh, the idea of leaving, leaving the house. That's crazy. To Oakley we go, Bobby, it's your turn with Sterling, 700 WLW. Happy Independence Day, my friend. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just... Uh... I've been listening to your calls about uh, reporting, saying something. I'm uh, home on leave from an army base in Germany, and I had uh, I had quite a situation last year. I had a crazy guy follow me to work, and uh, you know he was driving erratically, yelling at me, trying to get me to get out of the car. And I serving overseas, you know, I didn't want him to attack or army base or anything i spent hours you know missing work filing reports with the the anti-terrorism officers but uh no nothing ever they they didn't really seem to think it was a big deal more of a road rage thing or whatever i mean i had some guy on 71 like you know get weird with me a couple years ago and then ended up like showing me his gun like waving it at me like i I guess he was going to cap me on the freeway because he he cut me off by the way i mean was it like a road rage thing or just a lunatic you were thinking was looking for more i'd like to think it was only maybe just 
road rage. But I'll, I'll tell you, Americans overseas and, again, you know, serving with the military, we're told to report every little thing. I mean, outside the United States, it's uh, the terrorism situation is just crazy. I, I'm just surprised nobody ever really checked it out or followed it up or even thanked me for spending all these hours missing work to write reports about the incident. I didn't realize it would be that convoluted of a process, but hopefully they did it. Maybe they just didn't follow up with you, Bobby. I appreciate your service, certainly, uh, in Germany or elsewhere for this great nation. And and, uh, it's it's good to, you know, it's important to see something or say something if you see something. I think it's it's fairly obvious. I, I haven't really seen anything consequential. I mean, I just haven't. I mean, maybe darts late at night on ESPN or something after a few beers, but that, that has nothing to do with this. Uh, Jeff, it's your turn with Sterling. How you doing? Hey, Sterling, happy 4th, and thanks for your service there at the microphone. Well, yeah, yeah, you could call it that. I'm just trying to make yeah. sense of things, you know. 242 hey, years this nation's been here. It's a big party, a big celebration for a whole lot of people. It's, it's pretty crazy. Absolutely. What's your plan? Absolutely. Uh, really quick. Um, yeah, if you see something, say something. I'm a truck driver. Of course, if you see anything out there on the highways, uh, let law enforcement know. Use your brain first, but anyway. Um, to the previous caller, got a couple of things from Germany. Um, you were talking about using or getting rid of pennies. Yeah. Uh, when I was in the Air Force in Germany in the 80s, we rounded up or rounded down to the next nickel, and that worked great. Saved the U.S. military a ton of money not shipping pennies. Overseas. Now, I didn't even think about like shipping currency or coinage like that. That that's a big yeah. deal. Apparently, oh, they absolutely. lose on. They say they lose on nickels and pennies, but they make up the 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 difference. And actually, it's a surplus a profit endeavor, which is kind of weird, yeah. because apparently quarters and dimes is where the money is when it comes to coins, uh, because of what they're made with. I, I had no idea. It's, it's kind of different. So, you're in the service, what? or were you? I'm guessing spending time I in Germany. Yeah. What? Yeah. I did. Twenty three years in the Air Force. Loved it. Um, been a second career driving to Meyer stores in a big truck. Love it. Real quick anecdote, before the wall came down in 89, we had a different relationship with the Russians, and they used to have cars that would observe our activities, as did we in their country, in their Soviet bloc countries. Anyway, we had a card that we carried in our wallets, and these cars were called Soviet Military Liaison Mission, and we had to report every time we saw one of those in our area where they were, what they were doing, all that. There was a number that you'd call, I think it was in Heidelberg or someplace. So you, you just Russians, you mean? Just the Russians. That was before the wall came down. I don't. I, I maybe the, your uh, the previous caller could call back and say whether they still do that. I doubt they do, but uh, we did it before the wall came down. Certainly different days. I can remember uh, being a younger Absolutely. man watching you know Reagan talk about bringing that wall down and how the world has changed, and it certainly has. Jeff, I appreciate yeah. your service and doing what you do. I, I always thought, and I know it's weird to say this, but I remember watching like Convoy and all those movies, and then like uh, BJ and the Bear. I always thought over the road trucking was the way. To, it could be my future. You don't know. I, I, I think that'd yeah. be a fun gig. I'm home every day. I loved it. Been doing it 21 years. Uh, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Now, are people driving better or worse now? Because it seems to me, and I don't know if, if if it's me. I'm getting crotchety with my years, and maybe that's a wrong bad word to use. But it seems like people drive more recklessly, or seem more or stupid, or inept. Or I don't. And I'm probably part of the problem. I don't mean to be. Sterling, 
two quick things. I think that uh, we're too occupied with electronic devices, and there's a whole lot more of us out there than there used to be, even the 20 years ago that I started driving. Uh, that's the problem. It's just, I mean, Cincinnati, get on 75 any time of the day. Even overnight, I had lots of company out there. Yeah, a lot of people, too. Uh, Jeff, I appreciate the call. Happy 4th, my friend. 1030 reports. Look down at Montgomery Road. Uh, the mall looks like it's starting to get a little busier, and I start thinking about that. It, it, and wherever you go when, when you're driving, to the left or to the right that you go, usually one of the two people on either side of you is on a device, so distraction's probably a part of that, too. Speaking of distracted, he's not. He's focused, disseminating mass quantities of information. That 1030 report, Rick Uchino. When we come back, we'll talk about the good stuff for 4th of July. The grub, the grill, the burgers, the brats, and so much more. What do you got cooking on the barbecue, if anything? And how do you stay cool in this heat? We'll try to make sense of it for Sloney at Sterling, 700 com. Well, 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 the grill is going, the barbecue, getting it ready, the gas, the wood, the briquettes. What do you do? Do you do some smoking? This fine 4th of July, 242 years. These uh, United States of America's birthday today, July 4th. Glad you're here celebrating it with you, Sterling. And for Sloney, appreciate you being here. Chance to get interactive now. Have a little fun here. Not too serious, solving the world's problems one by one, or as Brew likes to say. And, and it hurts a little bit. He says, I make more problems than I solve that. That's, that's hurtful a little bit. Some 497,000. 800-843-2441. That's 800, the big one, in pound 700 AT&T. Now, uh, I don't know if you're like me, you're working, but, I mean, I'm out of here a little early. I'll have time to get the grill going, maybe have some chops. As a kid, it was all about the hot dog on the barbecue and the grill and 4th of July. You know, and then I moved up. I was like, oh, I can have a hot dog and a hamburger and then I maybe have some chips or something like that. And then maybe some corn on the grill, which is always amazing. So what is your deal for the 4th of July? I'm wondering, are you grilling? You're going to somebody else's house? 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 at Are you going out to eat? What is the 4th of July? When it comes to grubbing stuff, you think uh, mom and apple pie and hot dogs. I mean, it's sort of like a Chevy ad back when I was a kid. It sort of sticks with you or whatever else. But, I mean, that, that's sort of a part of it. And, and you think, okay, well, maybe you're going to Kings Island or maybe, you know, you're hanging out Coney Island or, or whatever it is. Tons of fireworks, tons of parades. And obviously at these uh, festivals kind of deals, there's usually uh, places where you can grab some grub, but then later it's a different kind of story and, and what goes to it. And, of course, today is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's 4th of July. You get 10 minutes, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest there, Coney Island, which the thought of it just made my stomach turn, actually. Not because of Nathan's. I like a Nathan hot dog. But it's the thought of, of ramming, like, I think that 72 dogs with buns last year won the deal. 72. That's about what I eat probably in a year, maybe. Not even that much, depending on it. That's a whole lot. And usually, like Kobayashi or whatever the hell, those guys, they're like skinny rails. They're not even two-ton heavy things. And they go into training and everything else that goes with it. And so you can't even enjoy a hot dog. But if they throw a whole lot of money at me. I would probably try. I've done some eating contests in the past for charity or whatever else, and 
I've never been a contender, so it's best just to show up and enjoy what you're eating and, and get the money or whatever it is you can to help the kids that are in need and so forth that goes along with it. Speaking of kids in need, uh, coming up after 11 o'clock in the news, 11.06, uh, we're going to talk to Tom Rivers from ABC in Thailand about those kids in the cave. Uh, they gone missing, and we thought, I mean, I don't know, it's terrible to say. Jimmy puts his head down as I say it now. I, after the amount of time they had gone and missing, thought they were going to be gone, gone. Uh, and thankfully, they're not. And we'll get into the rescue process and, and, and all the stuff to get them out of there and evacuate that cave at 11.06 to hang out. In the meantime, i got to tell you, uh, wondering about like the grill thing. And then here's the other deal. Today, with the heat index in excess, they say, of 100 degrees, with an actual Fahrenheit temperature on the thermometer, about 95 is that going to keep you inside? Is that going to keep you from celebrating the 4th of July, going out and checking out some fireworks uh, tonight, uh, going out to some parades today, uh, and there are all kinds of them all over the place? Or do you, how do you handle that with the heat in the grill if you're doing grill-out stuff? You know, does everybody stay inside? You go out, you play some cornhole? That's like the big thing, the cornhole. It didn't used to be. That happened about 10 years ago. Cornhole came into to play. It used to be you play wiffle ball, maybe, you know, uh, uh, maybe, I don't know, some baseball. That I don't know if any, anybody's playing as much baseball. Family get-togethers or whatever else, maybe some softball or something like that. 513-749-7000, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. I'm wondering what it is that makes the 4th of July for you. And with the grill, the, you get the burger, the chops, maybe a little marinade, soak up. Uh, those chops with something good and throw them on the grill. I got to pace myself. I like to sample things. And I got a buddy of mine yeah, the other day. He texts me. He says, uh, "So you're going to come to the house after the show?" He says, "You want steak or you want uh, like a fish, or like a like a fillet, like a deal there, maybe like a tuna steak." I'm like, "Dude, I, I don't care. I just want to hang out with my buddies." And then I start thinking about it. I was like, "Man, it's changed over the years. Part of it's maybe how you're living. Part of it's what you you know you make out to be the deal." And then, like, you know, kids and the idea, it's a little bit different. So, I mean, do, do you blow up some fireworks? Do you do the cookout? Do you have the people come to your house? What exactly is the deal? I will visit a couple people today. Got family stuff. Got some friends stuff after the show. Get ready for tomorrow. I'll be in for Willie. Uh, McConnell will get to sleep in. Uh, so I think you get Brew in the morning. Then you get Mike. And then you get me. Uh, which is kind of cool before uh, everything gets going in, in the long weekend. And then that's the other thing. I just had this conversation. Uh, and, and people are just getting the day off. And then other people taking the whole week off if they can burn up some vacation time. This whole holiday 4th of July celebration on a Wednesday, if it's a Thursday, you know you're getting the whole weekend off, right? Because even if you don't have the Friday off, you're not getting a lot done Friday I mean, maybe if you're doing, like, service stuff or, you know, like in retail or, or something like that. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of sales for cars or whatever else with the 4th of July weekend. But are you off the whole weekend or did you take the whole week? And, and my neighbor tells me, he's like, well, actually, I had last weekend and I, well, I'm off on the 4th of July. Then I'm back to work on Thursday, Friday. And then he acted mad. He's like, wait a minute. So what are you doing? And I sort of explained to him my jobs are different. It goes, he's like, I, so wait a minute, so you get like a day off here, then that, and you only work, you know, it's not even like a real whole day. I'm like, don't cap on me. Don't hate me for what I'm doing. I, I'm struggling. I'm just trying to make sense of things. It's America. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. So it's okay. It's a celebration at time, 242 years. And this is a dangerous question, but I'm going to do it. 
Don't panic, Jimmy. As we sit here now, and you start thinking about, okay, Reds and White Sox later. Reds like to take that series tonight. Great American ballpark, and you'll hear the game here on the big one because it's the home of the Reds. And you think, okay, well, maybe you're going to Coney Island. Maybe you're doing Kings Island. Maybe going to the zoo. Going to stay hydrated. Going to go to a cookout, throw some burgers on the grill. That's, I mean, I think a burger, if you're done right on the grill, is like the best thing ever. But how do you go wrong with chops? And then you can do like, I mean, you can do anything there. But, but here's the thing here that I'm wondering. And, and it is, I think, appropriate to ask. As we sit here, this 242nd birthday of America, how are we doing? How is the state of these United States? Would you say that we're, we're doing good? An A? A B? A C? I think that D, F? How is America right now? How do we look to the rest of the world, to ourselves? The economy's chugging along. It's just improved. It's been improving incrementally over the last several years. We're in a good place, you know? People making more money, saving some money on taxes and everything else that goes with it. You see a lot of construction projects going on, a lot of people celebrating, a lot of people wearing red, white, and blue. A lot of pride that goes along with that. How's America doing on her 242nd birthday? And I said her. I don't know why I say her, but I mean, I don't know. You like Lady Justice, you see Lady Liberty, you think Ellis Island, you think all the people that have come here from all over the place that have made lives. I am a mutt. I am America. And what I mean by that is this. There is English and Irish and Polish and German. I, I am everything. I am the melting pot. I have uh, known people and, and gone out with women from India whose families have relocated here, from Italy, from Mexico, from all over the place, from all over planet Earth. People come to these United States because of our freedoms, our liberty, the opportunity uh, to avoid persecution, all these wonderful things that we many times we take for granted, the opportunity to vote, to have a say uh, in, in how we're uh, governed and what's going to happen with our freedoms. So this Independence Day, I ask you to pick up the phone and tell me, how do you celebrate this 242nd birthday? Do you do nothing? Because you can do anything. Are you wearing the red, white, and blue? Are you staying home? Are you on the job? Are you cooking out? What are you doing? And how is America, these United States? I mean, I can remember fondly with my grandmother getting on with the, it was the, the bicentennial train, they called it the Freedom Train, actually, that came through and uh, saw presidential train car and all this other stuff back in 1976. I was just a wee boy, just a tyke. And I think I was imagining what 2000 would be like. Now here we are in 2018, 242 years and celebrating. I remember going to Sears and, and putting my pennies together to get my mom a, a little teeny uh, stone kind of uh, lapel pin that was red, white, and blue of the United States flag and how excited I was to give her that in 1976, and here we are all those years later. How are we doing, America? 242 today. Candles on the cake. That's a lot of candles. It's a big celebration. 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. For Scott Sloan, I'm Sterling. I want to hear from you. We'll go to the phones, give you a chance to speak your mind when we come back. And we'll talk fireworks safety and a whole bunch of other stuff. And Tom Rivers with the latest on those Thai kids in that cave situation coming up at 1106. So hang out. 700 WLW. You're listening to 700 WLW. Also available on 94.5 FM WKFS HD2 Milford. Burgers, brats, 
Dogs. I mean, like hot dogs. Don't put the dog who's frightened of the fireworks on the grill. That would be bad. Sterling for Sloney this 4th of July, 700 WLW. Wondering what you're doing, how you celebrating this Independence Day. 242 years and... Slip and Jimmy told me something, and it didn't even occur to me. It like it shook me down to the foundations. I was asking about like you know candles. I was like, man, that's a lot of candles. Two hundred forty-two candles on America's birthday cake. And he's like, dude, it's the fireworks. The fireworks are the candle. I'm like, holy crap! I, it never occurred. It was so obvious. It was right there, literally glaring in front of me, and it never occurred to me. Aside from all the fireworks all over the place, uh, that that's a part of what that is. And then the question of all questions in a, a cami, a C A M M I E. Uh, Cammy, an email, sterling at 700wlw.com, says, Sterling, what about the fireworks, my dog's in hell? Or something to that effect, I'm paraphrasing. And she's mentioned, uh, I'm assuming it's a she with the name Cammy, mentioned to the illusion I said about the uh, fake fireworks that are being embraced by some places like in Vegas and other uh, spots. Because uh, I made allusion to it earlier, wondering if we would ever get away from actually the big booms and the pyro that goes into the pyrotechnics of celebration of fireworks and, and uh, booms a lot and whatnot. And uh, as much as I, I feel for the animals and, and people who are stressed out and, and uh, have uh, some type of trauma, because you can't explain sometimes even to a little kid uh, about the fireworks. Uh, and it's challenging. And it's been some years ago, a friend of mine, uh, and their kid, we, we were at a fireworks display. It was actually in Columbus. Um, red, white, and boom, some time ago. They do their big, huge fireworks show uh, just before 4th of July. And, of course, tons of fireworks for 4th of July all over the tri-state. And, of course, we get Riverfest and take into the fall with the western and southern WEBN fireworks here in the tri-state with a half million along the river. Uh, it's always a good time in the celebration with Riverfest. But they had this baby, and I was like, man, it's crazy to bring a baby to the fireworks. Their baby slept through the fireworks, and, and, and I was astounded. I was like, my God, the baby's sick. Is the baby having some type of problem? They're like, no, nah, baby's cool. And I don't know if it was because it was wrapped up and swaddled, like the or whatever you call it, like my dog is now with the, the knockoff version of the Thunder shirt or whatever else. But uh, the fireworks are good times. So whether you're at Alt, Alt Park tonight a uh, big celebration going on basically from 11 to 11, or whether you're at Riverbend with the Cincinnati Pops later, Liberty Township's got a deal. I mean, Edgewood, Anderson Township, there's lots and lots of fireworks, lots and lots of celebration. I'm wondering what you're doing for this 242nd birthday and, and all the stuff that goes with it. Uh, Paul, it's your turn with Sterling. Appreciate you hanging in for Sloney, 700 WLW with Sterling. Good morning, Sterling. Happy 4th of July. To you as well. You- do you remember when you were a kid, uh, on Saturday mornings between cartoons or whatever, they had a schoolhouse rock? Oh, of course. Which had a bunch of uh, American history, and one of them was the 4th of July, mm-hmm. and talking about the uh, fireworks being the uh, birthday candles yes. on the cake. That's right. So maybe you ought to bring that up for some of your bumper music on one of these uh, breaks today. We'll see if we can't find that. I don't know if we have the licensing or otherwise. We'll have to wait and see. Jimmy will maybe go in search of or otherwise. But, Paul, that, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I appreciate the call, and happy 4th to you. And it, it is a celebration, and it is all about the fireworks and stuff. And uh, you can check out the podcast earlier. We talked to Dr. Calhoun from UC Medical Center. Uh, sort of the boss there uh, about all the issues with fireworks and safety, 700WLW.com podcast. Is that under me or is that under Sloney or is it probably Sloney or me? That, that, is that, I guess it's on mine. Okay, so you can go there. You can go to Sloney's too. I think it's either one or both. Mine, I think, actually. So you can you search me. It's easy. 
Uh, click, click, tap, tap. If my mom can do it, you can do it. I mean, seriously. And I'm not, that's not a knock on mom. She may just look like, dude, really? But I mean, you know, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Uh, anyway, check this out. This is amazing. They say uh, we in America, each of us will spend a little less on the 4th of July this year as opposed to others. Well, it's crazy. They say about 216 million Americans, 87% of us are expected to celebrate the 4th of July. So about 13% of us are like, yeah, I'm not celebrating. I don't know what that is. I mean, you see, that's the thing. In America, you're free to celebrate, not to celebrate. The, the expectation is, from the National Retail Federation, uh, on food alone, food in, involved alone, $6.9 billion. We are coughing up some serious jack uh, to, to enjoy some cookouts and some grilling this 4th of July, which is pretty all right. Uh, and this survey from Prosper Insight and Analytics. Uh, last year, apparently, $7.1 billion. And, and that's really not a ton of difference, but it's still, you know, it's a two, $200 million of difference. They say it's the second highest amount since they've been taking the survey, which is now over 15 years, uh, which is pretty wild when you think about it, uh, and a lot of stuff that goes with it. Here, here's what I'm, I'm kind of wondering. In, when it comes to expenditures, the money that you spend, right? Because, I mean, usually people, they'll grill out on Memorial Day, just like Independence Day. I, I know I do. And Labor Day is a big grill-out kind of holiday. And fireworks now, people like to blow up fireworks all the time, constantly. But Fourth of July is the granddaddy, I think, of all the fireworks, you know, shows all over the place for the most part. And uh, Great American Ballpark last night had big fireworks. The fireworks tonight with the Red, uh, White Sox uh, in town. Hopefully Red's beating them and taking that series tonight after last night's back-and-forth extra inning loss, which was a rough one. Fun game, though, but uh, hard to lose. Uh, sort of gave it up. So I'm just wondering, which, where do you spend the most money? Memorial Day, Independence Day, or Labor Day when it comes to uh, shindigs and getting together, having some shenanigans and uh, fun with family and friends? I'd say 4th of July is probably the biggest for me, but I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a tough thing. We'll have to dig in and see what we can come up with. And, and then, of course, the, the idea of the grilling, which I was asking about, and, and this is pretty wild. Uh, they say somewhere in the neighborhood of 219 million people are going to be actually celebrating uh, and doing some grilling uh, that goes along with that. 62%, 153 million, uh, a part of the, the cookout grill. Uh, they say somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, $74 we will be spending uh, for the grill-out kind of scenario, which is up a little bit. I don't know if that's inflation or otherwise, somewhere around 73 and change, up to closer to 76 now uh, for last year that goes into that. Uh, how much of that? And I don't see a breakdown of burgers to brats to dogs or chops or chicken. And uh, thank you for the tweet. Uh, it's a bunch of numbers there saying, how come I didn't mention chicken in the grilling? Well, you've mentioned it now. I like chicken on the grill. Do you hate me? I mean, you know, beer can chicken. Burgers and chops is more universal is what Slip and Jimmy says. See, my thing is I'm not, I'm not particular. I'll, I'm like, I like grazing. So I'll, you got a chop, I'll eat a chop. If I hang out long enough and you got a burger, I'll probably have a burger later. If I'm at the house, then later I'm like, man, I, I might want some chicken. I, I might throw a breast on the on the grill, treat it gingerly and tenderly with love and care, maybe marinate it a little bit. Then there's the whole hot dog or broth thing, or maybe the big red smoky that goes along. See, I'm not particular. Throw a little, you know, you get a little corn on the grill. Not to, you know, even to the point you get a wet or whatever. 
and it sort of steams and it cooks up that way. And then when it gets a little bit like burnt on the outside where you start seeing like a little of the stuff getting burnt on the outside, the husk, and you peel that back and you just slather it in some butter. And I know maybe you're not supposed to have some salt, but you need to drizzle a little salt on there too with that butter and you rotate it around. <sighs> I'm telling you, that's pretty good. That's pretty good right there. And then you get the shish kebabs maybe, chop up some stuff, do a little red, white, and blue that way. And uh, see if you, you know, I just wonder what you're doing on the grill. And if you got any pictures of the stuff there, too. A friend of mine, she, uh, last year what she did, she put together one of these uh, red, white, and blue. It was like a, a flag cake. Kind of, it was like, not really, it was like fruit, though. It wasn't like a regular cake. It had like uh, blueberries and, and some, I mean, there's a bunch of different stuff that goes along. It was, it was pretty good. So I don't know if you're doing that or not, but we'll, we'll see. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one. Pound seven hundred eighteen and T. Rick Uchino, wondering how the dogs are doing at the house of Uchino. The dog and the cats. They need the thunder shirt or whatever else to keep it together with the fireworks. It's uh, my dog is. This is weird. I found the dog on the street. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Barker. Uh, I, I called him Pookie, but he barks a lot, so we've changed the name to Barker. He has an identity crisis. And the fireworks are all hell. When we found him on the street the first year, he didn't care. He'd hear gunfire because people like to pop off some rounds sometimes on the 4th of July, just like at New Year's. Hey, by the way, don't do that. Those rounds come down and, and hit people sometimes or hit roofs or cars and property issues or whatever else that go with it. But the dog was fine. And I don't know if he was so shell-shocked about being loose on the streets that he finally found a home that was safe that he was like, I'm not worried about fireworks. You want to go for a walk? Let's go for a walk. Now, I'm trying to get him to go out for a walk last night after a lot of people blowing up fireworks. And he gave me the look of, even with the the tight wrap around his chest, like, I'm going to hold it till morning. You know that, son. I'm like, dog, you got to go outside. He's like, I'm not going. He goes into his kennel. He's like, it's safe there. I hear the booms, but I know nothing's coming at me. We'll try to make sense of it. Speaking of something else to make sense of that is just inconceivable. All those kids, 12 kids. Somewhere around 12 years old, right? And then to get a teacher as well that's with them, their soccer coach kind of deal, uh, in this cave system in Thailand. We'll talk to ABC News' Tom Rivers after the news. About 11.06, we'll come back and get the latest on them in this rescue effort. They're alive and well and taken care of. And no, I, I, anyone who says they expected this to be the positive outcome is better than I am because I, I was thinking it was going to be a horrible cautionary tale of what not to do in a bad worst-case scenario for some kids out and about. That's coming up after your 11 o'clock report. Uchino has that here, the home of the Reds in action with the White Sox in town, looking to take that series 2-3 or three tonight. First pitch just after 7 o'clock here on News Radio 700 WLW Cincinnati. Seven hundred WLW Sterling in fine Fourth of July two hundred forty second birthday for these United States of America and, and, and the surprising news of all surprising news and I am not normally the prophet of doom but I say it with Sterling hey how you doing good morning uh, this is unbelievable uh, in Thailand this story Tom Rivers by the way from ABC News uh, who covers a vast area of place and information this story about these twelve kids these twelve boys these uh, soccer players and their coach in this cave system in Thailand. They go missing for days and days, upwards more than a week. It is unbelievable. They find these kids. First of all, how is it they find them as they go underground and then this, this horrible rain and influx of water comes in there? Nobody thought they were going to be sur- surviving this at all. Well, yeah, the odds were pretty pretty long, but uh, they kept following, following the, uh, the path and talking about the 
experienced cave divers. There's not too many around the planet. And the three Brits uh, got through on Monday. They, uh, they had some clues. There, was, uh, there were various air pockets along the routes, and the route from the entrance of the cave to where the boys are, it's about 20 football fields back-to-back. Uh, -back. So that's kind of the, the rough distance. But it's, it's very narrow. It's up, it's down. A lot of it's under the water. There are a few pockets of air along the way, but it's, it's arduous. But they kept following it back. They got to a place that they thought the kids would be in called Patea Beach, kind of a sandy area that's uh, in this network, they weren't there. But lo and behold, not far away, they did find them. And uh, that was, of course, Monday. By now, the medics have been in there helping the kids out. They've got food. They've got water. They've got these uh, tinfoil type of uh, blankets to keep them warm, antibiotics. And they're looking at three options. One, uh, get a borehole in there to uh, extract them that way. The other one is to pump water out sufficient that they could walk out, which could take many weeks, maybe months. And uh, the third option, the dangerous option, is, is to teach these kids how to use an air tank and respirator and work with uh, the divers individually and work their way out the way the divers got in. Now, these experienced divers, it took six hours to get in, and now you're talking, uh, you know, totally inexperienced kids to do the same thing getting out. Um, very, very arduous, very dangerous indeed. Well, the whole situation is inconceivable. Tom Rivers with Sterling, 700 WLW, ABC News correspondent, talking about these uh, young kids, the 12 of them plus a teacher. Now you've got a variety of Navy SEALs and so forth uh, in this cave system. We're talking weeks or months. First of all, none of these kids know how to swim. So th that that's a hard thing to process in the first place. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Slipping Jimmy is what people like to call him, just booked a, a trip to do some uh, cave, exp exp I don't want to call it the uh, travel, uh, whatever, look around kind of scenario deal. And now he's like, you got some trepidation to this. I say, look, and these kids have survived. You, you'll be okay too. They've dropped a phone <laughs> line. They're, they're having video conferences with family. But that's got, that's a hard thing to, to fathom. First of all, the a roller coaster of losing these people and, and then yeah. going, hey, th we found them, but you may not see them for weeks or maybe even longer. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta be patient. And that's not easy to deal with because the emotions, you know, will, will well up. Uh, but they are safe where they are right now. And they're looking at the quickest, safest route out of there. Uh, if, they, if they can punch a hole into the top of this, this cave ceiling and, and get them out with a basket, so be it. That's fine. If, uh, if they have to wait for the water to go down and walk out, that's fine. If they have to, and they don't want to, but if they had to, and if the waters continue to rise, they may have to go to this route with the oxygen tank, and that is, that's going to be tough. But uh, they're going to try one of the three. That certainly looks like the route they're going right now. Up above on the mountain, too, they are blocking up at least one river today to try to keep water, uh, not only pumping it out, but trying to keep water from going down into this network. So, you know, get the water that's there out, make sure nothing else gets in there, and hopefully it will start to drop. So clearly they know pretty close to where they are below. Uh, are they able to identify from above where that is, since obviously they're controlling water to and from for some of the water that could become a greater hazard? Yeah, you're right. And again, in layman's terms, you're not being geologists. We don't know how easy or how difficult it would be to say, you know, in the best estimation, it's whatever. You know, fill in the blank, 150 feet straight down from, you know, this point. Can they get the equipment to that point, et cetera, et cetera? Um, but again, they've got the, the experts, the technical experts that can deal with that kind of thing on site now. 
So if it's at all possible, yeah, they're going to be trying that. What have I not asked that is the most glaring to you that is substantive when it comes to who, what, when, where, why, and how this is before we let people sort of wrap their brain around the idea? Because most of us, let's be serious, as horrible as it sounds, you go, they're, they're not coming out of there alive because the time has been so long. What have I missed? Uh, really not a whole lot, other than the fact that, you know, kids that played a football game on Saturday and kids of that age, you know, they're curious. And, and the coach must have said, hey, let's, we're in the area, let's check out this game. You know, they probably thought they'd be in there for 20 minutes, you know, and that was it. And the waters start to rise, and they find themselves at least two and a half miles in there. Um, I think the curious thing is, uh, given the fact that they're dealing with the water table right now and there could be more rain coming in the coming days, um, I would think that they would get every effort in the planet to get more generators there and more pumps in there because, you know, you want to say we're kind of holding our are best with the water. No, these get, get all the resources in there. Get that water out of there uh, and uh, make the job a little bit easier. Let's hope so. I appreciate the insight. Got speed to these kids and obviously all those rescue workers. It's an amazing story. I'm sure there'll be at least one movie from this, if not a, a oh, book or yeah. two as well. Tom Rivers, ABC News. Thanks for the insight, my friend. Take care of yourself. Have a great uh, Fourth of July, even though you're not stateside. Hey. Take care. Take care. All right, uh, Sterling in for Sloney. I want to know what you think. Were you like me? And, and it's not like I was like, oh, yeah, the dead kids. But I, I, I was, as I'm thinking about this story, like another day, another day, the missing kids in Thailand, I'm like, this isn't going to go well. This is going to be a horrible, if they find them at all, it, it's going to be a bad result. And, and amazingly, uh, they're at this point obviously all well, and, and it looks like they got a plan to sort of hopefully get them out of there. And they even dropped a phone line. You know how hard it is to get the phone company to show up at your place necessarily when they say they're going to be there? It's crazy. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred AT and T. How long did you expect? Did you expect them to come out alive? What were you thinking about this at all? And are you as shocked as I have many questions? I have very few answers, but I'm looking for guidance as we celebrate the 242nd birthday of this great experiment of independence, of freedom, of liberty, of democracy, and the insanity that is these United States of America. Welcome to it. It's your fine 4th of July Sloney Sterling keeping the seat warm, making sense of things with your chance to get interactive next on 700 WLW. All right, 4th of July, Scott Sloan Show, Sans Sloney. It's me, Sterling, in his stead, trying to make sense of things, having a good day. Hopefully you are, too. 749-7800, the big one, pound 700-WLW. Glad you're listening. Crush McDivitt tweeted me, said he's working, slinging pizza this 4th of July. Uh, open to close. Doing bell to bell. That's a tough thing. I've done that. Uh, different kinds of jobs, that's for sure. This is going to be a slow day because it's a picnic holiday. Not a lot of people ordering pizza. says if it doesn't rain, it'll probably be slow. So if it rains, people be uh, buying some pie. Uh, great conversation, some great insight, and really a miracle, uh, an amazing story uh, of something that's almost inconceivable uh, this 4th of July is the survival of these kids, 11 of them, right? Or 12 of them, uh, 12, 11 to 16 years of age, a 25-year-old coach in this uh, cave system in Thailand. This uh, soccer team decided to go look around, investigate. I understand that. And bad weather came, and they're sort of stuck there. Uh, and it's now been uh, effectively 11 days. June 23rd is when they w went down there, and it took them a while to get to them, and then it's going to take a while to get out. We just heard Tom from ABC give us some insight in that, and they're trying to figure it out. And some of the area they can't even use with a, a tank for breathing to get out of the cave system. Uh, so I'm just kind of curious, like me, one, thankfully surprised about the good news of the fact that they're all okay now and they're all able to communicate with family, which, I, you know what, I can't possibly understand 
the, just the emo. I mean, I, my stomach felt horrible thinking about it. And I don't even have any kids. And it wasn't my kid even. You know, and I remember me leaving the house. Every time I go, Mom, be careful, she'd say. Call me when you get wherever you're going. I can't imagine me being in a cave, how my mother would have been if I had been trapped and lost all that period of time. And then immediately after a handful of these days when there was no other news, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not, I'm not proud of this, but I, you, know, you, you sort of look at a situation, you assess it, and you kind of go, oh, that's not going to end well. And it's not over yet. It's still going to be a challenge. But they believe they can get them, barring some type of mishap, out of there safely. And, I mean, look, I I learned how to scuba dive on the fly. And I would almost say it was sort of shady uh, to say on vacation to Cozumel, Mexico. And they they had a dive guy there, like an expert or whatever. And they're like, hey, you can get certified diving and you can go check out some of this reef. It's, It's some of the most beautiful around the world. And uh, I took a day or two, three days, I think, and went through. It was full on, serious study and everything with video, DVD, the whole deal and test and then uh, actual practical test with, you know, tank on and and in the water. And and then uh, got some training and was doing some deep dives, you know, close to 100 feet after a few more days. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, 11, 12, 13, 15, 16 years old, whatever it is, being trapped in a cave situation Having to learn, some of these kids have to learn how to swim if they don't get them out with, you know, a different way. That's a challenge of its own. Then the other side, of course, is if they, they don't swim out that way, then putting that tank on and then learning how to breathe with the tank. And my problem with that is that I was, with me diving, with some experience and being an, an older, like an adult, was I was so excited and overwhelmed at the amazing sight of everything that was being immersed in the sea, looking at the coral and, and the crazy fish and sea life, that I went through so much air so fast it was ridiculous uh, before everybody else because I was just all geeked out. I can't imagine at that age not uh, even being able to, to, to put it together to get the training that you would have to if they have to get tanks to get them air to get in and out of there. It's going to be an amazing process, and uh, hopefully they're able to get it all done. I ask you this, though. Did you assume they were not coming out? Or did you not pay attention? I mean, I'm just wondering where your head was on this. And and I had somebody, they, didn't go, That's ter-. they, they agreed with me that it was not going to probably go well before we got news that they were getting out of there or hoping to get out of there. And then what I was, they were like, man, I'm glad you said it. Because, like, they were embarrassed and felt bad to have the view that I had, which was a dark one, that it probably wasn't going to work out. And I'm an eternal optimist. But when you hear kids lost in a cave system that's likely flooded, you think one day, two day, three day, four day, five day, all those days in, you're like, man, this is this is going to be bad, right? Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred AT and T. And that's probably one of the fears, however irrational it is, that I have had. I mean, there are some things that. I mean, look. I know we all have an expiration date, right? And there are some bad ways to go. Like you, you know, you hear these stories occasionally of a mining accident, like coal miners or something down there. And I go, oh my! Of all the ways to go, to be trapped in a mine and be crushed by you know something in a mine—that's awful bad. Where they can't get you out of there, or where you're stuck there forever, 
or, you know, whatever. That kind of drowning scares the hell out of me, right? I mean, it's a serious concern. Not, I mean, I get in the water regularly. I'm not in caves a lot. Slippin' Jimmy's going to do some cave, uh, cave exploration and tours here in just a little while, taking some vacation. He was a little geeked out uh, uh, conversation uh, we had this morning, uh, prepping for the show before we talk to Tom Rivers here a little bit about these kids in Thailand. So I ask you, uh, did you think they were getting out? And what frightens you? What is your fear, irrational or otherwise, about a way to go, aside from your kids? I mean, my mom wanted me to bu- be Bubble Boy. I'm an only child, and she was a single mom. She was scared of me getting kidnapped or stolen and abused or whatever. Hey, I'm going to go into a cave and hide out. She would have lost her mind. Uh, Doug, it's your turn with Sterling. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one, pound 700, WLW. What's going on, Doug? Sterling, it's great to hear your voice, sir. Good to hear you, too. What's going on? (laughs) The one thing I didn't understand is when the story first came out, there was all kinds of warning signs not to go to that part of the cave. Right. So don't you think the adult that was with them should be held somewhat responsible for taking these kids there? I would imagine that you would have to have some worry about that. But, I mean, all said and done, if they get out of there and they're okay, aside from the cost and everything— the, nobody's going to hate on him too much, but yeah, I, I don't. What do you do? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't imagine yeah. being in that situation. It's like wrangling cats. Good luck with that. If they're in the cave, you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're all safe and alive because that was the neatest news I've heard. That's amazing. That found them. Yeah, but I, mean, I still, it's like all these other people were risking their lives because this one adult made that bad yeah. mistake. That's exactly right. Doug, I appreciate the call. I mean, it's one of those things. I, uh, what are you doing for the fourth? I'm just curious. You're grilling out. You're working. What's your deal? I'll be working the meat counter at Kroger's. So ah. I'll be selling a lot of steaks. So you'll be busy. A lot of people go in there to get some ribeye with that good marbling, throw that on the grill, cook it, right? Oh, you know it. That's They'll be getting the ribeyes and the and the strip steaks and and the uh, bone-in ribeye we have on sale. That sounds good. <laughs> so what what which is the biggest grill-out kind of thing holiday-wise? Is it the 4th? Is it Memorial Day, Labor Day? Which is it? You were asking that question earlier, and I was trying to think. It seems like every holiday is a madhouse. No matter what it is. Rots and Memorial Day, uh, Labor Day, and Fourth of July, I have to say, are the biggest. I got you. Doug, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Happy Independence Day. You know, in, in the midst of that whole thought, because, you know, even like the wintertime, if I can get in the garage and get the garage door open, I don't have one of those super, like some people have that crazy, you know, super deluxe patio deal where you got the, you know, you could basically live outside on the patio with heat and the whole deal. But I'll get in the garage and get the grill going. If it's not too ridiculously cold, I mean, talking single digits, if it's in the 20s, I'll throw some chops or burgers or steaks on the grill. I have no problem with that. If you can sort of figure out the temperature thing, that's always the big challenge that sort of goes along with that kind of scenario. So I'm wondering from earlier, we'll tie it in and open it up to whatever we talked about so far, uh, coming up here between now and noon, and then i got something else here in relation to uh, this idea about what Cleveland's going through with the LeBron leaving, and, and it could be an economic downturn for them uh, about uh, their situation and when the Cavs might win again, when there could be another championship of some sort of any kind for Cleveland, let alone I start thinking about Cincinnati and, and stuff that goes along with that. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. In the midst of this cave deal, to sort of reiterate that, I mean, I can remember... Taking, you know, trip to Mammoth Caves as a kid. My mom was bugged out of me going to Mammoth Caves as a kid with other family. 
She's like, so let me understand what the deal with the cave is and how far down is it and how are they going to get out? And she's like, so you're going to call me when you get back to the the hotel after you get to the mammoth cave? I want to make sure that you're alive. I'm like, mom, it'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear this story, which is a miracle. 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 at Willie, did you think these kids were going to be found safe and sound, let alone maybe in a situation where they can get all of them out alive or what? Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I did not think they were going to get out alive. But, but the adult, and you got to think, the adult is only what, 22, 23 now, years old? 25, with the responsibility of all those kids in the midst of all that chaos. I mean, I, I can't imagine the burden of that, let alone controlling that many kids at any given time in general anyway. Absolutely. I'm with you. Uh, I, I think he deserves a hero's medal. Uh, it's an amazing thing. You want to get all of them out first. It's kind of a, it's a wild deal. Willie, I, I appreciate the call. What do you got going on this fourth? I'm curious. You working or you goofing off? You enjoying a day and a long weekend or what? Well, I actually uh, already worked, uh, but now with this 95 degree weather, I'm going to put my butt in the air conditioning. It's <laughs> a good idea. Stay hydrated and keep it on like you got like 75, 65. I like it cold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 72. 72. Oh, you, you get colder than me. There, there you go. Uh, well, I appreciate the call, man. I hope you have a safe fourth. So that's one of those, so staying inside, staying cool. That's a good way. I mean, when you got heat that gets over 106, then you're talking about hydration and keeping cool and checking on uh, those that we love, that we care about, that are older or neighbors for that matter, or the, those that are sickly. And, and I know they've been talking about fans every year. This is, and I'm not being hateful. Look, I, I've donated my share of fans, and I'll talk about it, and I'm not marginalizing anybody. And, and you know, it's ridiculous i got to preface it that way because no matter what I say, at some point it seems like people get angry with me. I, I don't know why. But every year, it, it doesn't matter, uh, year in, year out, when, when it gets super hot like this, there is a call and a need for fans, for people that are in places that don't have air conditioning, that uh, aren't well insulated, you know, they're in bad situation, dire straits or whatever else. And you want people to be comfortable. You want people to survive, or at least I do. But I want to know every year, how many fans do, do are needed out there at any given point in time? And I know a ceiling fan or a fan in the house will keep you, you know, three, four, five degrees cooler with that move, air moving around than if you're just letting, you know, letting the air stay stagnant, which will save you even on the air conditioning for that matter in, in many cases. But where do all the fans go that are given away every single year for people who are in need of a fan? Do they wear them out? Do they break and burn up? Do they lose them? Do they get stolen? Because there is a constant need. Every, I'm telling you, from the time I was a child listening to the big one to now being on the radio at 700 WLW and the iHeartRadio app, wherever you go. And even when I worked and lived in Las Vegas for a while in the desert where, you know, 100 degrees, you're like, hey, it feels pretty good outside. And I'm like, it's a hundred. It feels like an oven, but you get acclimated. They would have a call out for people there to, to ask at times for fans or something along those lines. So I'm just curious if they go to the great abyss, if it's the, like the Bermuda Triangle, where do all the fans go that are given away every year for people who are in need? And no, I am not begrudging the assistance. I will give some fans away myself this year. I'll buy a couple and donate them, but I just want to know where they go because every year, there's a need for more. And I know there's more people who are in more places that have no air conditioning or more people who can't afford their own. Or 
I'm just trying to make sense of stuff. I look for answers. Can you help me make sense of things? And on the other side, we'll talk about who, if anyone, could be on a, a big billboard like LeBron in Cleveland if they left where the economy could be a fear of a downturn because of the draw that is the mega superstar that LeBron is. Is it Joey Votto? Is it Andy Dalton? Who else could it be? And who will win a championship next in Cincinnati, if anyone, in my lifetime? After the news, we'll get into that and so much more. Sterling coming up for Sloaney, your 1130 report right now with Ricky Chino, 700 WLW. So do you feel free? I do. Do you feel independent like you can do whatever pretty much you want to do, when you want to do it, where you want to do it, with whom you like to do it, because you're American, because it's our 20, uh, 242nd birthday in these United States of America, though there weren't uh, 50 of them at the time. It was just America as we know it today. Uh, I, I'm just curious. How you doing? It's Sterling in for Scott Sloan, 700 WLW. Glad you're along. I got, I got a couple questions here. Uh, first of all, uh, Cleveland's having some issues. And what I mean by that, look, first of all, I love Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. I'm not going to be one of those haters of Cleveland. Cleveland reminds me of a supersized Dayton, which is kind of like a tiny Detroit. It's kind of a little bit different that way. They got the Indians. They're all right. Reds will get to spend some more time taking them on here later in the season. A little interleague play. The Reds and White Sox getting it on tonight. Reds go for a series sweep. Great American Ballpark tonight. You'll hear that game on the big one. LeBron James has exited stage left. He uh, left in... Uh, Came back and then brought a championship and got to the finals with four times, four years in a row, right? Or something like that, four years. And uh, something like that, four, four finals in a row, uh, which is uh, amazing. And uh, done so much for the area, it's crazy. And uh, now he's a Laker. And then he's going to try to do it for La La Land in Los Angeles, the land of in and out Burger. And that, that's great. And they're taking down, you know, the, the, uh, they're, they got a Sherwin-Williams building in, in Cleveland. And there's this huge billboard with LeBron on there, wearing that Cleveland jersey, uniform. It's a Nike ad, basically. And they're taking it down, and people are upset. And with them leaving, this is the concern. I was listening to some uh, radio from up in Cleveland. They go, holy crap, all these bars, all these restaurants, LeBron is Cleveland. Who goes to see the Cavaliers for the Cavaliers compared to who wants to go see him for LeBron? And there's a whole lot of people going for LeBron from all over the place, right? That's a big deal. It's a big draw. It's something. Restaurants, bars, the economy is looking to get uh, probably take a bit of a hit, even though things are going well. And the Indians have you know, been pretty good for a good while, whereas the Reds, it's always next year, though they're playing strong right now and doing well in interleague play. So hopefully that bodes well for a positive outcome in situation, uh, you know, where they can handle some business tonight and take two or three from the White Sox right now, not at one on one in that three game series. So what I want to know is who would have a, that type of devastating effect, if any, in, in a billboard situation, if it were coming down, they were going to leave. Like, if, who do you think of superstar in sports for Cincinnati right now? Billy Hamilton's a superstar in his own right. It'd be good if he could hit more consistently, right? But, I mean, are people going? My mom loves Billy. She's always, is Billy Hamilton going to play? Is you going to take me to game? Yeah, okay. She wants, She loves Billy Hamilton. I'm like, well, if he hits and he's been hitting, it's great. Votto's not been hitting lately, but he's, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer, one would assume, just with the numbers alone for Joey Votto, right? But so you think Joey Votto, right? I mean, he when you think Reds, you think Joey Votto. And he's what, like a $25 million man or something crazy like that annually? It's big. He, but he he is the guy, Right. I mean, really, he's the face of the Reds. One was the Scooter Jagent is certainly more cost effective. And right now, with the trade deadline coming up, of course, you got to say that pretty much anybody 
if an offer comes, you got to listen. you got to say, okay, what are we going to do? Even though as well as they've been playing lately under Riggleman's control, is you kind of go, man, I can feel it. See, this is this is how I am. I'm a little, I'm a little easy this way. I start, man, there, there's something, there's hope. They're gonna, they're gonna be good. They're gonna be all right. They're gonna, they gotta be a chance. It's gonna pass. I've heard Marty and the Cowboy and, and boy, they sound good do, uh, doing games. Uh, they do. Um, so I think, okay, well, if, if Vado left, would that be an economic hit? Would people stop going? Maybe a little bit. And people go. He'd be a draw. People go to see Joey Vado because he's Joey Vado, right? Who, who would go? I mean, do you, do you go to games? I mean, if Marty Brenneman said, okay, this is it. And, and I've been working in and out of this building or when we were in Mount Adams, one radio station or another since about 1995, 1990, a long time now that I think about it. And I've said hello to Marty in the hallway, but we don't talk regularly. I, don't, I mean, I don't really know him. I don't, I don't hang out in those circles. He's a Hall of Famer. I'd like to have him on the radio and talk about this. But, like, when the time comes, because he can do whatever he wants. He's Marty Brenneman. It's Mr. Brenneman is what I like to call him. I say him in the hallway in Mount Adams, Mr. Brenneman, and he nodded. He'd be like, who the hell is this weird dude? And I go, okay, well, maybe Slip and Jimmy just says, what, what about that? Well, I mean, that might affect something, because, I mean, he's one of those guys. He is a, a recognized, like Vin Scully for the Dodgers. There is Marty Brenneman. There's only a handful of voices like that. In, in, in play-by-play in sport in general, let alone in baseball. And certainly when you think Reg, you, you think Marty. But I don't know if people are going to pay to go to the ballpark for that because you're not seeing Marty play, right? You may listen. If you're like me, I, I, I did this with my uncle when I was a little kid. I brought the little tra- – This is I don't know if anybody's doing transistor radio anymore. They're using their phone, right? But I, I remember taking the transistor radio in a glove to the ballpark. Talk about a dork. And uh, I wasn't keeping score of the game at the time, though, that way. And I'm listening, and it was back Marty and Joe at the time, and sort of checking it out that way. So, I mean, it would change things, right? But I don't think that would be detrimental to the economy necessarily overall. I mean, maybe. And I think Andy Dalton, I don't know that there's a Bengal necessarily. Maybe A.J. Green, maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I don't think, and, and you know what? This ties into something else I want to know. Vontez perfect, maybe, but then and there's a love-hate thing there, and there's an emotional thing. Is he going to keep it together? A hell of a player, but, you know, he's going to go off the rails and do something dumb, and then they change the rules a little again and sort of try to make a guy maybe sort of like Adam Jones, sort of a poster child for, like, what not to do and when it comes to penalties and whatever else and doling out for crossing the line. Is there anybody who, if they left, you'd go, man, I'm, I'm not going downtown. I'm not going to the banks. I'm not going to go check out the game. And this is what I want to know. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred AT and T. Not a lot of time left, really. I mean, we got about thirteen minutes or so before the Reds round up with the Cowboy coming up at eleven fifty five in the noon report. There's Matt Steinman, and uh, I mean, there's there's a lot going on here. There is something I think to say for the fact that there are a multitude of faces that make me excited and. and uh, eager to go see the Reds play, and I see a bright future. And, and, and I mean, I'm a Bengals fan, and I've lived through the good times and the bad times and the, the not-so-good times and good times again or whatever else, and optimistic. But do you, is there anybody who could leave like LeBron to where someone would say, man, the reverberations of this guy leaving, and I'm not being sexist, it's, just, it's guys that we're talking about because it's, it's sports teams and, and what we have here. 
if they left, it would be like, man, the economy's going to suffer. What what now if so-and-so left? Like, I remember when Ken Griffey Jr. left, and there was a little bit of that feeling at the time, but not quite the same. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. And the other question that I have to go along with this, and I think it's all interrelated, who will win first? And what I mean by win is I mean bring a title back to Cincinnati. Oh, championship. Will it be those basketball Bearcats at UC? Will it be those football Bengals or Cincinnati Reds? Will it be FC Cincinnati, who's moving to the MLS next season, playing uh, and drawing better than MLS teams now in the USL? United uh, Soccer League there. Uh, I mean, this is the question. Who is that monumental player, that face, who could be the superstar? Major League Baseball is having a problem finding that major superstar across all levels kind of scenario. There is no LeBron, really, for baseball. But who do we have here in the tri-state? Who is going to win next? These are the questions. I'm looking for answers. 749-7800, the big one, pound 780 and T to Western Hills. Rick, happy Independence Day. How you doing this 242nd American birthday? Rick? Hey, Rick, what's going on? Are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, yeah, the one that I would not say that they should never trade is Scooter Jeanette because he's a hometown guy, and all this trade talks just, like, inspires him to try to do well because he wants to stay here. He's like Pete Rose, man. I loved Pete Rose when I was a kid because I used to, you know, see, read about him and the way he worked his way up from nothing, just like Scooter. He was nobody wanting was a cast-off, and now he's proven that he can hit. Now I want to trade him for prospects, and if they trade him away, I just figure the Reds really don't care about winning anymore. It's just this endless chasing your tail for more and more prospects. It never wins. So you think he could be that guy? Because there's no question he's a gamer. He's fought for it, and he's going to get himself some serious jack, I think, sooner than later. Well, who cares? He, he leads the league in, in hitting, and he's second in RBIs. What else can we hope to get? Babe Ruth? I mean, what was the trade? <laughs> you don't know. That's the thing. It's a prospect, somebody for the future. It gets deep, and it gets weird. Who do you think's going to win first? Reds, Bengals, uh, FC Cincinnati? What? I actually, in my heart, if they keep this team like it is, and um, the, I believe they. I think they've turned around and they believe in their manager now. I thought they've lost their confidence at the beginning of the year, and I, I think the Reds might actually somehow freak everyone out and get into playoffs this year. I really do believe that. Well, I, I hope they uh, find rarefied air and a way to sort of live the they dream. They keep winning, and you. they're going to get the wild card, man. Let's hope so. They're inching closer uh, bit by bit. Rick, I appreciate the call. Quick break, come back, room for you as well. I want to know, who's going to win first? Will it be the Reds? Will it be the Bengals, FC Cincinnati? Who will bring a championship back to Cincinnati first and and what about that is there a LeBron figure in in Cincinnati and I don't know that there's a LeBron figure anywhere anymore I mean he's it's LeBron there is no one like that your chance to get interactive Uh, Sterling coming back in for Sloney and your chance to speak your mind here all before the Reds round up with the Cowboy and uh, of course they go to take uh, the second of uh, three from the White Sox tonight. Nighttime baseball on the 4th of July in Cincinnati's rare Great American Ballpark. You hear the game on the big one and big time fireworks after that and a lot of parades all over celebrating the 242nd birthday of these United States. America, it's the birthday and I'm excited. 700 WLW. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it. America is freedom. I believe. Freedom of speech. That together we can make. Freedom of religion. America great again. And freedom is special and rare. We love our country. We respect our flag. We are and forever will be the United States. 
celebrating America. Happy 4th of July from 700 WLW. How you doing, Sterling? Hanging out for Scott Sloan, 700 WLW. Weather center down the hall. Forecast for this 4th of July sunshine. Check, I see it. Got a heat advisory from noon until 8 tonight, a high in 95. The heat index, which is like the wind chill in the winter, but different because it's the stifling heat that's going to get you in excess of 105 today. 75 tonight, sunshine tomorrow, 92 again, another heat index up above 100. Then it cools off Friday and into the weekend, middle 80s and 80 or so for Saturday. Right now it's a steamy 91 already in the Tri-State, your severe weather station. Glad you're listening. 700 WLW, Sterling. Uh, Giving away to Ken Brew. He's coming up. Colonel Dean Smittle, afternoon. Uh, find out a little conversation about the 4th and Independence Day. And think about it, all those men and women in uniform who've uh, helped give us the liberty and freedoms that we have and uh, sacrifice. And, and those that are all over the world right now making it happen here, near and far as well. So we certainly appreciate them. To Bridgetown and Bob, it's your turn with Sterling on the big one. What's going on? Hey, uh, you were talking about scuba diving earlier. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, People have been falling off cruise ships and treading water for 24 hours. And I would like for someone in America to tell me in detail what technique do you use to tread water for 24 hours in the ocean? <laughs> A technique? It's called by all means and any means necessary to survive. I have no idea. I can't even imagine. I mean, that's all it's got to be is hope you don't become chum for the sharks or some other big fish or a big wave. I, I don't know. Exactly. I, I, I can't imagine. How, how do you psychologically block out the fact that you're in the middle of uh, the ocean and there are large animals out there that could potentially eat you? And yet, and even in the dark now, it's 24 hours, so you're out there in the dark at some point. How do you keep your body above the waves, and even if it get, if you get a little chop out there, my goodness, how do you do that? You're what, freaking me out, Bob. You, you Bob. Bob, you're freaking me out. I try not to think about it. I mean, I'm, seriously, I, I, I would love to go on a cruise. I've had friends who for over a decade are, are, are like, Sterling, you got to come with us. It's great. It's fantastic. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, I, one, I'm trapped on a vessel with a whole bunch of, you know, maybe I get an anxiety and, uh, you know, i got to get out of there and there's nowhere to go. And then you mentioned falling off the boat. It never even occurred to me that I might fall off. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I just, I think you just do whatever you have to do to, to keep going as long as you can. I think that's just innate, right? I mean, that's just in us. You have an instinct to survive, right? Yeah, but you have to have a game plan, man. I mean, a game plan. If I fall yeah, off a cruise ship you... in the middle of the sea, my only game plan is hopefully someone's. I'm waving as long as I can. I'm, I'm floating. I'm. Tra- the game plan is not to die. That's all you can yeah. do. What do you exactly, mean a game but, plan? I mean, is that the worst case scenario? You got a game plan for every contingency, every situation, no, Bob? But, but what I'm asking, what I'm asking is, how do you keep your legs moving? How do you move your arms so that you stay above the waves? You just, above, you just keep going. Way. It's a will to live. That's what I'm saying. It's an innate. Like if you go chase it, look, man. You ever try to catch a spider in the house and save it rather than crushing it and make it just like a pile of goo on the wall? They run. They see you. They want to survive. They don't want to get vacuumed up or crushed. Or or thrown into a jar and then outside. I mean, it's, it's just there. I think most living things have that fight to survive. I don't know. I, I'm tired just thinking now about trying to even survive to the extent that you're talking about. I, 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 just, I can't imagine. I appreciate the call, but now I'm going to be preoccupied with that. 
what happened at the 24 hours float. At least these kids are in a cave. But then they got to figure out how to swim. They got to get somebody who can help them with some air. And they got they got a phone line and video. They got like aluminum foil blankets. And in a couple of weeks or months, they may get out of there. Unless it rains a whole lot more. Typhoon season could come get them. It's a miracle. Now, see, Bob's got that in the back of my mind. I'm never going to get out of that thought. Uh, to Grossbeck, Ed, it's your turn with Sterling. How do you stay floating for 24 hours and doing the dog pack? There's no guarantee that in 25 hours you'd be saved. I can't handle that. He, he's freaking me out, Ed. Okay. The, uh, you know the crackers jack suits that sailors wear? Yeah. The bell-bottom pants? Yes. And, well, you tie knots in the ends of your bell-bottoms. You scoop up air, tie the waist off. And then you've got a personal flotation device also. Well, that that's great. That sounds good. But how many people on a cruise ship who are boozing and up, eating the buffet nonstop like slugs, well, hanging out, going on some, you know, watching old rock bands who go to die and make big money well, on the in boat? High, in high school, we had to do it uh, in swimming class. Huh. Well, I, I don't. I, for 24 hours, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that. I that's crazy, Ed. I appreciate the call. Hey, listen, happy 4th of July. Colonel Dean Smith will join my man Ken Brew afternoon in for Willie to talk about that. And up next, till tomorrow for Willie, I'll be back with the Reds Roundup with the Cowboy here on the home of the Reds. 700 WLW, Cincinnati.